Welcome to the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. This is a, a different episode. We're just doing a quick intro. Uh, this is our, our week off, but we, we wanted to put out our episode of our Conroe interviews, which I feel kind of bad because I'm skipping some of our Brian College Station interviews, which were like two months ago, three and a half months ago. But I kept telling Dax that I would get their daughter's interview out from Conroe. I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying watching him give you all kinds of grief online. It's oh. pretty fabulous. It, it's going out. I'm co- recording this now. I'll finish editing it. It's going out tonight. Yeah. So, but uh, it's, it's a great episode. This episode, we got four people that uh, kind of all had to be convinced to do this. They do. I do remember this now. Yes. We had uh, Jack from uh, Southern Star Reptiles. We had Heidi on before, but we never had Jack. We had Debbie Price from Reptiles to You, which was an awesome one. Uh, I think people will enjoy that. Kristen Haley from Cresty Works. And Juliana Dadio, I was going to say Daddio again, which I mess up in the, I just listened to it <laughs> to make sure I got it right. But Dadio from fucking Jules Noodles. What a, what She's a kid, goofy. James. It is our first kid interview. <laughs> our first kid interview. Uh, I know we did our sponsors. You'll hear it on the first clip, but I, we're here and we might as well do them real quick. So throw it out there, Katie. Yeah. If you're looking for a high quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit ellisreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Yeah. Uh, I also want to throw out, we, we finally have merchandise available. Oh my gosh. It only took you forever. Two, two and a half years? I don't even know how long you've been doing this, man. Oh, I didn't even say what episode this was. This is episode 138. Yeah. I'm still tired from last night, so... That's true. We did go to... Uh, we... Um, we got tickets to go see me first in the Gimme Gimme's last night on a Wednesday. At the House of Blues. And we and took our kid. She's doing great. I'm too old to do this. <laughs> But uh, back to our merchandise, real quick. We did get merchandise. So you can check out it on our Facebook page. I'll also have it, um, the link in the show notes as well. But check out our Facebook page. You could go get shirts and stickers. I do want to make a, a, a challenge out there. So the place that we did our merchandise from has like these Converse type shoes you can decorate, and I decorated a green pair <laughs> with uh, with our with our logo on it. Oh my gosh! Just saying, if anybody buys uh, the pair of shoes. You know your child wants those shoes. Yeah, I know. And it, she's convinced that if she's the per- first person to buy them, that you have to give her her own episode. Yeah, y'all keep thinking that. Anybody that buys that pair of shoes, I'm, I'm giving them a whole episode. You can come on and be our guest for a whole episode. You know Sean Gray is going to buy those shoes and be like, here you go, Josephine. Here's your episode. Why do you have to say that out loud? <laughs> now that's just going to happen. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, so go check it out. Uh, I do want to say thank you also to Darren Watson and Christopher Markway. They were our first listeners to order merchandise. Uh, Christopher gave me uh, or posted a reply today online that he got his shirt oh, good. and his sticker. Yay. Uh, but I got a shirt the other day. I wore it to our, our concert we went to last night. It, was, it looked, it, I mean, it, I thought it looked really great. I like it. It's awesome. Uh, so go check that out. It's a good quality shirt. It gives us uh, a little extra money to help pay for this podcast stuff that's not free. So we appreciate it. Also, I'm thinking about, and we'll talk about it again next week on our episode, but I'm thinking about doing a deal where uh, I know we have listeners out there that are artists that do amazing art, and I, I kind of want to make a deal kind of like there uh, if anybody wants to 
donate their art to us, we will put it on a shirt and we'll give you a free shirt and you can put your signature on. You can sign the art. It'll go on the back of it, our little logo on the front pocket. Um, but I would like to be able to put out some some shirts with some of our listeners' art on it. I think that would really, be really cool. Be really cool. So if anybody's interested in in uh, in doing that, you can send your artwork to us through one of the million ways. If you can get a hold of us uh, through Facebook or through Instagram or at the Reptile Podcast at gmail.com. Also, shout out to Herp's Reptile Shows. Uh, I should probably list what shows are coming up. I don't have it pulled up. Lafayette. That sounds great. That's coming up on the 5th and 6th. Mm-hmm. And then the weekend after, on the 12th and 13th, correct, is the Pearland show, Chris Eaton. It's Pearland. It looks like Pearland. It's spelled like Pearland. I don't understand the issue. But on the Pearland, the Pearland show, and then uh, there's some other ones after that, that my computer runs really slow, so I'm pulling it up. Slidell's in there somewhere. Hold on, I got it. I got it. There we go. <laughs> Austin, Texas, December 3rd and 4th. Slidell, Louisiana, December 10th and 11th. That is the last show of the year. I forgot it, about Austin. Otherwise, I had it. That is the last show of the year. Then the first show of the year is Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, January 14th and 15th. Then the Longview, Texas show, January 21st and 22nd. Then my birthday weekend, Conroe, is January 20th and 29th. And then back down to Corpus Christi, uh, February 25th and 26th, which we had a, a customer down there. Yeah, uh, I thought that was so sweet. And was hoping we'd come back. And uh, it was its customer. It, it wasn't actually our snake, but we sold somebody's snake to them for them. And uh, they were great people, and they wanted to get another snake. So that was kind of cool. So that's all I really got. I hope you enjoy this uh, episode. It's, it's for amazing people. Um, if you don't know who they are, Definitely give a listen to this episode and, and learn about them. Um, I was excited, especially to get Debbie on. I was excited to talk Debbie into it. It was such a great episode. It really yes. was. Uh, and, and for anybody that's, there's like three interviews from the Brian College Station show. We'll, we'll, I promise we'll get that one out there at some point. Uh, and some more interviews. Uh, we will be back next week. I don't have a guest yet. I'll figure out somebody. There you go. I got it, like five days. So I got time. But enjoy this episode. Thank you all again. Check out the uh, merch store. We finally have shirts. Check that out. And uh, be safe. Oh. Halloween weekend. Be safe. Yes. And also, if you want to buy a VivTech light bulb, don't forget code GUMBO22. Just want to throw that one out there. We had 14 bulbs ordered in this last like three months with our code, which I think is awesome that our listeners very used our code, went there, bought their bulbs. That's really cool. It was really great. So. More people than I realize listen to this podcast. (laughs) So enjoy the episode, and we will see all of y'all next week. See ya. Welcome to the Herps Conroe Show. We are crazy busy. So it has been it has been a busy morning. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people in the show, but uh, we finally got able to. It's the afternoon. We're finally able to sit down and, and do some interviews. Uh, I don't know when this is coming out. This will probably come out in like two months when uh, we need another a week where we don't actually want to record. Or in October when we have 40 million other events going on and we just want to take a night off. Which, which will be another month or two. Yeah. I still have some Corpus Christi interviews and I still have some Bryan College interviews I got to get out. Corpus Christi's coming out this week because I'm going to see Clerks 3 that night. That is true. Oh, I didn't know that was the movie. That's you got awesome. Peppers on my tablecloth. You'll be fine. <laughs> now there's no longer peppers on your tablecloth. Uh, yeah, this is the first opportunity I've had to like slow down and I take a bite. I haven't yet, and it's starting I've eaten, to get to me. I've eaten most of my Bergoli bread, my pumpkin Bergoli bread. There you go. And it's been great. But, so uh, real quick, uh, do our, let's do our sponsors. Come on, Katie. You can do it from memory. If you are looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of racks for... 
Crap. <laughs> for crap. Yeah. Wait, you sell Man cages. You sell racks yeah, for crap. There it is. They I offer mean, a variety of racks and cages for snakes, geckos, rats, and more. Shipping is available, or you can pick up at a Herbs Reptile show near you. Which is where we're at today. I missed a whole line in that intro somewhere. I don't even have my phone on me. I'm so sorry, Robert. That I'm the was worst horrible. Do you see how much concern is on my <laughs> face right now? <laughs> just go to just go to lsreptilerax.com. Well, it started out kind of strong. Thank you, Jack. I it, appreciate it, that. It, it, it did. It, it did fall a little I flat thought, in the middle. I thought but, I was going to be able to But it started strong. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. Uh, and <laughs> then our bad. other sponsor, Herb's Reptile Shows. We're currently at a Herb's Reptile Show. Uh, I don't want to give you the dates of Herb's Herp Shows coming out because, again, this may come out in a month or two. So There you go. But check the website at herbsshow.com. Shows show. Net. Dot net. net. Fuck me. You're bad. You know it's, what? Just search Herb's Reptile. It's right over there in Herb's Show. Net. Just make sure it doesn't autocorrect to herpes. Yeah, don't put, <laughs> don't, don't, you don't want herpes. Don't ask me how I know that it'll do that automatically. The old herpesshow.net is not where you want to go. Well, so that just Jack says has, something about your search history there, Robert. Say, Jack, has your day been as crazy as the beginning of this interview has been? <laughs> oh, so let's, let's go ahead and get to our guest. Our guest is Jack Dunlap, now that I spelled it right on my paper, of Southern Star Reptiles. We've had, we've had your wife Heidi on before, mm-hmm. uh, but we've never had you on. Mm-hmm. And so now we're going to try and painfully pull words out of you. Good luck for an interview. <laughs> He'll do fine. He will do fine. So Jack breeds ball pythons. He does. They're he, beautiful. He's too. one of those people. Those he has pretty people. stuff. It's, it's a lot of ball pythons. He's one of the ones who actually make money in the yeah, reptile like, hobby. No, yeah, mm-hmm. that's not always correct either. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it depends on how you define money. I mean, if it's, like, stuff you can spend, then, yeah, probably not all the time. Yeah. No, I just keep everything. That is a problem I've heard with you. It, you can't really make money when you keep everything. Uh. <laughs> that's that's a not, it's not a great business plan. But out of curiosity, because y'all do breed several, several different pairings, is it stuff that you're like, I want to see what this looks like in a year, and then in a year you're like, okay, we'll let go of it? No. Oh, okay. No, it's no, just no. he's like, I really wanted one of those, and now I have one of those. So, so I was per- trying. <laughs> personally, my breeding plant, like, I don't put anything together if there's not something I don't want to keep. Like, I don't breed them just to sell them. Just to sell them. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So if I hit what I want, I'll keep the whole clutch. Oh. Which is <laughs> not good. I don't necessarily oh. make a How, whole lot of money. Okay. How many clutches are you at this year so far, Jack? Uh, I think we're on number 42 or 3 currently, but and I've got four or five more to do to lay. And out of those, how many have you kept? So far that have hatched? Yeah. Uh, almost 75. Jesus Christ. So that's wow. what, an average of five eggs per clutch, right? Um, my girl, I usually don't breed my girls that early, so I, I my average is a little bit higher. Gotcha. Like seven or eight. That's still a lot of snakes to hold back. Wow. I normally keep about 120-ish a year holdbacks. And then but the next year you weed out some of those? Not not the holdbacks. I weed out breeders. Pre- previous ones. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay. That's cool. So I'm always in, I'm like Bluebell. I keep all I can and sell the rest. <laughs> well, so like Katie said, do you keep them so you can see how they look? But most most ball pythons are only going to get worse looking, right? No, not no, necessarily. Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. So I do, I do a lot of hypo stuff. So if, if you like how they look as babies. Hey, Chris Eaton loves those things. Well, Chris Eaton doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> uh, but hypo is one of those where if you like the babies, the adults look pretty much exactly like the babies. Like. 
So. Gotcha. Okay. Because, like, Katie really loves the Xanthix. Mm-hmm. And then, so she said that once. She really wanted an Xanthic ball python. I told her to just Google Xanth- Xanthic ball excited. python adult. Yeah. And she did not want an Xanthic game. Yeah. Okay, so if you get an Xanthic hypo. Yeah. I've like looked a, at some of their stuff. The, the true ghost stuff. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. still look fantastic really? as babies. Yeah. But, but it's the hypo. So hypo. Hypo's kind of underrated, though. So. Do you not go hang out with them at their table and like, learn about, about this stuff? I don't tend to ask about ball python. Oh, see, I do. <laughs> I'm there to hang out, not to... I don't... There's, so, ball pythons have a history, though, of the prettiest they're going to look is babies. For a lot of them. Correct. Oh. Like, oh, there's some of them that, like, pides are always going to look like a pie. That's an easy one. They're going to look kind of like the way they're going to look. They're not really going to get uh, worse, really. I mean, it's... Yeah. Banana's going to... else is in there with it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Banana's going to be a banana. It's going to gain some spots. Yeah, I don't like the spots, though. Oh, really? So I try to breed that out. That's cool. <laughs> I like the spots. So I, don't, I don't like the pepper, freckles, the peppering. F- it's hard to tell if you have mites. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like that with some of your boa stuff. Like, you want to try to get rid of the peppering on the side of one of your boa projects I, that you're doing. I do like for my, my red tails to be clean and have clean sides. That's true. So, like, I, I've got several banana female, like, breeders, like, full-size adults that have no spots at all. Really? That's cool. And so that and Coral Glow are the same gene or similar but work together? How does... Banana and Coral Glow? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if you want, like, a four-hour debate. <laughs> there were so many genes that, like, in the early 2000s that I feel were the exact same gene, but it, everyone just wanted to name their own shit, and so they all got, like, four <laughs> names. And I don't know what now is different genes or just all named the same. It, it, like I said, you're debating tomato, tomato. Ah. Maybe when rare genetics gets, you know, everything done, they'll be able to say, you know, genetically that yes, they're the same, but no, they're not. Yeah, but you're still going to have arguments because it didn't come from this person that or line. it didn't come That's from this person. That's true. So at that point, the name is not just a genetic marker, it's a line marker. As it, yeah. Okay. He'll figure Nike, Adidas, I mean, they're shoes. They're all it's shoes. A shoe, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. But then shoes. you talk to a sneakerhead and they're going to be like, it's not the same. Right. So what, because, oh, I mean, your table has a lot on it. Every show, a lot. A few. <laughs> what, what is the gene you're like, oh, this is the one that really gets me. This is the one I like, and I want to do as much as I can with this gene. Because, I mean, there's a bunch of them on the table. And I know, I'm sure there are multi-gene projects you really want to do, but what's the one that kind of you want to spread? Uh, there's nothing. I, I, I like a variety. So I don't. Which I is don't, the problem with the holdbacks? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> that, well, and I don't like to look at the same thing. So I, I get that. I tried to do a little bit of all the ones that I enjoy. Is there anything you don't enjoy? Albino. Really? I ha- I can't stand T ne- T negative albino stuff. Why? Because you can't do anything with it. Well, it's just gonna be an albino. Well, it's it's white and yellow. Yeah, you just change the pattern, but it just be a white and yellow pattern. That's, yeah, that's like white, that's white and yellow. That's like me asking you why you don't like all black snakes. Like that's, that's just for all that's white something. snakes. Like that's it's the same principle. I mean, there's there's a few that have gotten color into them, but it's it takes a lot a lot to do it. Yeah, like that's why I like banana mixed into some stuff. It's got a little bit more. It's not as straight white and yellow. Yeah. And I like like banana clown stuff or banana inchy clown stuff. Mm-hmm. You get some like oranges and peaches that kind of come up in that stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool. I mean, like. All in all, like there, I like some clown stuff, and I don't like some clown stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all relative at the time. If you had to guess how many different genes you have in your collection, where do you think you're at? Base genes? Yeah. The uh, base genes, I probably have seventy percent of them, but there's only there's not a. Is there anything you're missing that you want, or do you have? Is the seventy percent is what you want? 
Uh, for the most part. I mean, I would add some stuff later on when I, but you're looking at space. Yeah. You know, space issues, like some more recessive stuff, uh, tri-stripe, sunset, monsoon. I don't have any of those currently. I know sunset. You have you have those, Robert, right? Not your house? Yeah, we have a pair of heads. Heads, yeah. Those are the ones that, like, get, like keeps, like, oranges and stuff on the sides, right? Orange-red, yeah. Yeah. And I do know, I'm learning a little bit about ball pythons. You are. I'm proud of you. I, I don't know much. I, I know they're ball pythons. <laughs> and that I don't. I have four of them, and they don't do anything. One wants to eat sometimes. The two males don't want to fuck the female, and the female wants to bite me. That's all I know <laughs> of my four ball pythons. Well, I mean. Oh, that's funny. That's the extent of my ball pythons. Maybe you need a few more. That's not true at all. You just need a, a larger uh, sample. No, I'm good. Uh, you know what? I'll just use your sample size. That's like when, uh, like when I was in college and we had genetics lessons with fruit flies, and all my fruit flies kept dying, and my buddy had the exact same mutations in his fruit flies. I just took his numbers and fudged them for my work. Okay. So, okay. We'll just do that. You breed all of your snakes, and I'll just fudge them for my numbers. That doesn't sound super ethical, but, I mean, Not whatever works all. for you. You know what? Ethics are uh, all in the eye of the beholder, right? And that was, that's, that's how the saying goes. This is the same project that he couldn't do in his dorm room because everything kept dying. So he had to do it in my dorm room so that the cultures wouldn't keep dying. That is true. The air in my dorm, not in just my room. The entire dorm was so nasty and old that, like, if every time I opened my fruit flies, they would mold. Oh, that like, building is now torn down. It, it's yeah, it's not no even on there. campus anymore. It is gone. Nice. We have a weird... You know what? Fuck you, Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can explain it. There's a midget in front of me, oh. flipping me off right now. <laughs> All three foot of him. He's jumping above the table. He's <laughs> he has to jump up so I can see him above the table. But he's there. But he was using both hands, so you knew he was right. serious. <laughs> it was, that was that was serious. That's you know, right. You know what? He's he's here all alone. Talina's not in town, so now he okay, feels like he can do whatever he wants. Okay, I seen her. I wondered if maybe I had missed something. She's at a show in Corpus. Oh. So so it's Gonzo unleashed. Is Heidi running the table while you're up here? She is. Goofing off with us? Ish. He Heidi's behind the table. She's Yeah, she's talking or playing with the little, <laughs> with the Pikachu thing. Or <laughs> She's either playing with a puppy, a monkey, a lemur, or a kawaii. Something furry. You've got all that in y'all's group over there? I need to get away from they the They wander front. in and out. Like I said, the Pikachu things. Pikachu. Fabulous. <laughs> the live Pokemon that are wandering back there. Right. Lori keeps ending up with a dog up here, like a little black dachshund. I don't know which it's, vendor. It's probably from <laughs> Natasha. Oh, there's, there's Sean. Yeah. There you missed all, everything. He, awesome. he, he's air humping because he doesn't know how to air guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right now on your table, what is the, to you, the coolest thing you have for sale on your table here today? Mm, like single animal or like project stuff? Sure. Yes. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Single animals, probably some some of the one of the newest babies is a Mojave leopard, Inchi super orange dream. Super orange, orange dream cleans. Sorry, up. Mystic. Yeah, not Mojave. It's Mystic. mystic. And it's het hypo. Orange dream cleans up the pattern, right? Orange yeah. dream is color orange. Color. Well, I thought I thought it also was a pattern reducer. Is that a pattern reducer? It can a little bit. Okay. The, when you add different stuff to it, you can get, like, so I've got trick orange dream stuff that's increased pattern because of the trick. Gotcha. So trick trick cleans up the pattern some, uh, but it but it, the orange is its gotcha. biggest thing. 
All right, so that's individual animal. Project-wise. Probably the tricks, though. Trick. You said that did, did adds more pattern or it mess? It adds pattern. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen that. I'll have to come look at that one. So there's a debate in that one, too, whether trick, blitz, and hurricane are all the same thing or if they're different, too. Has anybody bred them all together yet, or is it still early on, that on those projects? I think some people have done, like, blitz and trick stuff and blitz and hurricane and gotten very similar results. Gotcha. From what I understand. But then but you have to wait for somebody who's willing to say it's the same thing? Correct. Because then that would change prices on certain things, wouldn't it? Because I know some, some things that change, like something, something costs more, and then the other thing that may be the same thing can cost less, yeah. but once they become the same thing, it's you've doubled the amount of things out of that gene out there. Well, you haven't really doubled because you're still, it's still line stuff. Like, gotcha. Because you're not always buying, cause again, you're buying a, a name yeah. and not an animal yeah. or a project or whatnot. Are it's you like when you buy it's so no I, I don't, never mind. I mean, you want some Air Jordans or some regular Nike? Okay, so I was just about to say, are we buying name brand or are we buying store brand? Right. Like, is it kind of like that? That's, I didn't want to like really offend somebody. But, but that can be tricky too like, because but they're, they're everybody, everybody gets offended, so it doesn't matter. I, but that That's can be tricky true. too because some of the higher end stuff, the name brand stuff, are nicer animals. But there are some people that are smaller names that have only a few snakes that also have really nice animals. Correct. Where at the same time, some of the lower end stuff is lower end for a reason because yeah. it's not as nice. So it's Correct. it's. But it's I mean, a tricky thing. So, I mean, that, that can be many things, though, right? So, yeah. but, I mean, you can, a high-end person can make crappy-looking animals of certain things just because polygenics and the animals create good examples and bad examples. Yes. Mm -hmm. So That makes sense. Do y'all, how often do y'all still buy stuff to put into your collection? Or are you now producing what you want and going from there? Uh, th so, it depends. So, projects, like I'm, I'm still out of one or two animals a year at least. Gotcha. For, for projects. But those animals usually are going to be something worth buying. Right? They're, they're not going to... They're significant. Yeah. Yes. At this point, they're fairly significant right. animals. See, what gets me with ball pythons is the amount of genes now. Like, what, what do you think is probably the average number of genes in, in what people are going for? Three? Four? It, well, it, like I said, it just depends on what you're doing. So, yeah. I mean, you, you can have a two gene, one or two gene animal that looks fantastic, or you can have a four or five, eight gene animal that looks like crap. Yeah. That's true. I've got a banana pie, and I, and I really like the banana pie. I just right. like I just like the way that looks. And it's all individual. What you want to see? Yeah. Right? Like what you enjoy. Well, that is, makes sense. And that's a good thing with the the millions of colors Correct. in any in, in well, in the, just the, the reptile hobby in general. I guess is there's so many things in the hobby where yes, I do shit on ball pythons all the time, but I get them. They are for certain people. They're not for right. me. But there's right. a million other things in the hobby that can be for somebody. Right. The, the only thing I hate is that folks that get into reptiles and they're told by someone you should you need to get a ball python mm -hmm. they get it they don't enjoy it and they get out and they get out of the hobby whereas right. there could have been something else had they gone come to a show and talked to people right. and gone around and seen it and going oh that's just not my thing absolutely there's that's something one else. of the things i love about coming to the shows though is especially with the herp shows is there's such a wide variety like mm -hmm. this particular show i haven't gotten a chance to walk around because we've been so busy at the front but there's such a wide variety of show like of, of things to see i mean it's cool it's really cool yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, but there is there's something for everybody so if you like things with legs things without legs things with tails without tails yeah, and you're getting out of things with legs or at least heidi's getting yeah. out of things with uh, legs. actually i think i'm going to keep one pair of your leeches? Yes. I think we're going to keep... I didn't know you had leeches. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. We've yeah, they're selling. The table. So, that is uh, cool. When, we, when, when she put them for sale, uh, the entire... Our, I think she, we had like 10 babies, and they all went within a week. Hey. That's cool. 
So I don't know if it would have been appropriate to tell her that her pants are completely unzipped. I do. I need to go handle that. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> like completely. Then why She's are wearing we, black underwear. I'm waiting for a turnaround. Don't. Oh, Katie's going to ruin it for me. Son of a bitch. Like, and Katie blocked it. God. Katie blocked it. Now I can't even see. What a, what a waste. Anyways. Uh, Katie being a good person. Yeah. I would want someone to tell me if it was me. She's like, oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for telling me. So speaking of weird things at shows, the weirdest thing I've seen at the show is at Russell's table. Okay. Oh, that crab? That crab. Have you seen that thing yet, Jack? I have not. It's the size of a football. Nice. You've seen it, right, Robert? Was it one of those coconut crabs? Oh, yeah. No, no it's, oh, it's, it's a, not a coconut it's an crab. Indonesian, that is wicked looking, too. <laughs> it's an Indonesian fiddler crab, but it's the okay. size of a football. Yeah, yeah. With a huge claw. It's yeah. super sweet. You said it loves... Uh, oh, they, they, they just... There it is. Oh, that's They it. bought it. Yeah. We were just talking we were about just it. We were just talking about that. <laughs> Someone just walked out with it. Isn't he cool looking? That's a good size crab. That is a massive crab. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Russell says it would get bigger than what it is. It's it's already huge. I would need about 200 of them to make a <laughs> decent meal, though. <laughs> You're not gonna get a lot of crab. It was fun, like you. Crab like, legs yeah, are delicious. Like, That's like, why. I love Donnie on Russell's table. I don't think there's a lot of meat in those legs or that claw. It's a big claw, but it's not a very meaty claw. That's why I need more of them. I need it's like 200 cool of those. Looking. What did Russell say? He gave it like mango or papaya or something. Uh, cantaloupe, cantaloupe the other day. Cantaloupe, and I loved it. I love it. Well, there you go. Congrats on Congratulations. your pickup. Congratulations. That How was, crazy that is that? That was the That's weirdest funny. thing at the show until now. It's gone. Yep. Massive crap. Uh, anyways, so what, what projects do you have coming up? Let's see. That you would like to talk about. Yeah, that's true. He that may not true. want to talk about his project. Jack would be very... Like what's in the incubator or like... Or what are you you're almost about? towards the end of this season, right? So I've got like plans for 20 next... clutches in the incubator and four more left to lay. Jesus Christ. What, is, what are you hoping to hit in that? Is there something in there you're like, oh, God, I need to hit so this? So I purposefully forget what's in the incubator so, so, that like I Christmas? Don't, so that I don't get impatient. You purposely forget That's or just? Fat. No, no, no I, do, I do. I block it out. I, I, see the, I can't so do that. So I have to do that when you make me buy my own Christmas presents. Forget I the, have to buy them don't like make four you buy your months own Christmas presents. in advance and I, then no, wait. Just forget. I need us to rewind. I do not make my wife buy her own Christmas presents. Yes, She's just do. not the easiest person to buy for. So you make her I'm buy her own. the easiest person in the world. You could literally give me a freaking rock that you picked out for yourself, and I would think it's the coolest thing ever. Our child bought corn on the cob holders that for was me funny for Christmas one year. one year. But they have to be blue rocks. Magic blue rocks. I'm cool with that. I don't know what that means, but okay. It's a book. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, you have to find that one now. It's a good book. <laughs> All right, so, see, that doesn't work, though, for me, because I got boas. Like, I can't be like, oh, I forgot this boa was pregnant. Like, it doesn't work for me, because I don't, can't just... Well, I put them in the incubator, and then I don't, I write on the door that... The date, just do we need to go check? Yeah, and then I check, then I just check, and then I wait. I don't, like, I wait until they're pipped themselves. Okay, so what, what do you have hope for next year, then, that you're hoping to hit, or do? Well, I don't know. I haven't got anything you haven't thought that far? Year. Like, I mean, you can, so you can make plans, you can plan all you want, but at the end of the day, they're animals. Yeah. They're going to do what they're going to do. Do so, you try and have a couple of males ready for any female? They may not be the same, but like if one male didn't want to go, but you have another one, like this, this project would still work. I'd still be happy with this. Uh, in a way. So yes, I have, it, you know, but if I don't have a male for a particular female, I just won't breed her. Gotcha. Like some some people will will breed, breed everything just, just to just to make babies. I I don't breed just to make babies. That's good. So I'll I'll breed like if I'm breeding it. There's something I want to see or want to keep. Yeah. 
And if there's not, like the male's not ready or whatever, then I just simply won't breed that female that year. I'll wait another year. Yeah, there are so many things that get bred just because someone has this. You see it all the time. Someone gets one snake that they either got off Craigslist, a friend gave them, whatever. They had no plans to ever be a breeder. Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh, I got the snake. Now I need one more snake so I can breed this. I'm like, no, 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 you don't. You don't have to breed that. You don't have to breed that one pastel ball python. Nope. And produce a whole thing of pastels. Well, you don't have to do it with dogs either, but they That's do. true. That is true. That's, that's unfortunately very true. It's a, it's a lot of things. Yes. You don't always have to breed things. Bearded dragons. Please stop it. Well, that's harder to do, though. Yeah. Because even if you put two bearded dragons together in the tank as pets, like, she may lay eggs, but they're all going to die. Yeah. Really fast before you can get to them unless you're active. Well, that's ours. Our bearded has done it twice now where she just laid eggs. Yeah. Yep. So no other male around. And she's by herself. Yeah. She'll just lay them. And you'll realize, man, she looks like shit right now. What happened to her? And you're like, oh, she laid, she laid eggs. Yeah. But she's I dig those up and feed them to my rats. But they're all infertile. So yes. yes. I mean, it doesn't matter. My rats, rats freaking love those things. They eat the shell, the egg, all of it. Yeah. Really? Calcium. Super healthy for them. Calcium. I bet, like, snakes with I, like pink I wonder if you're, like, cherry head tortoise. Oh, oh guaranteed. Yeah. Your red foot tortoise? Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. A tortoise would love to eat that. I put them all in my compost pile. That's true. Do you do you save any uh, stillborn babies or anything for people that have snake eaters or anything like that? Because I mean, you have so many babies in a year. Well, they go to anything that that is stillborn or fails during incubation or just dies for whatever reasons, unknown reasons or whatever. As long, I put them in the freezer and then Maria does. Her. Oh yeah, she does, Maria does all the cool stuff with all the dead wet specimens, diaphanized. Yeah. Or the diaphanized are the cool ones. Those are the ones where you see the bones, like the, the skin purple. goes away and you see through it. Yes. So it, it, the diaphanization is where they die, where she dies the bones. Yeah. But I think her and Coral are getting into um, rearticulation stuff as well. That's that's hard stuff. That's tricky. So I think they're talking about doing that. So. Yeah, because you have to have the beetles to eat everything and then clean the bones and then you have to. Well, she's tedious. got a, she's got a box full of bones back there right now. Really? Yeah. That's tedious work with a snake. It's so many ribs. Yeah. Or she puts them in, makes little uh, pendants. Little I was going to say, she has pendants. jewelry out of it, too. Yeah, she has jewelry. really cool looking. Yeah. We need Our to get, daughter loves I don't think it. we've had Maria on. we got to get Maria on. So, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't, I don't just throw them in the trash, right? Yeah. Like, something is done with them. They either go into the compost, so they're going back into nature, or they go into some sort of other product of some sort. I just cool. I just figured out what that background noise was that I couldn't figure out. The airbrush machine? It's the airbrush machine. Oh, my gosh. Gotcha. On the hats. Which, by the way, the air, when he comes to does these shows, I was looking at those hats. He's an amazing airbrush artist. Oh, he's good. Like, a lot, I told, I went and told him, like, a lot of times you see airbrush done at places, it looks very airbrushed. Like, it <laughs> looks like it was a beachside, like, you bought it at the beach, and it's like a family reunion shirt. But like, these, are like, are very, very nice. Oh, speaking of, like, the dead stuff, Maria was very, very excited yesterday because she got a two-headed ball python yesterday. Oh, that'll be fun to That's do. That's cool. But it was it was like that the each each of the necks is like two and a half to three inches long. So with the oh, wow. the, oh, fuse, wow. the fuse wow. spot is way lower than it normally is. So that would be a cool one to do the diaphanized stuff because then you could just see where it connects. That's what she's doing with it. Yeah, that would be see really the cool. Bones. She's diaphanizing that one for the bones. It's cool. Yeah. Two headed snakes are weird. That's, it just seems like way too much work for me to like to feed them. Do you ever watch it? They, they have to feed each head kind of at the same time. And well, it depends on how the head, how it's how it's connected. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pass. That's what obviously this one did not survive. It did not, it did not work. <laughs> yeah, it did not. Maybe it was too far down. Yeah. All right. Okay, we need to let Jack get back to the table because me too. Oh, that's true. We need to let Robert get back and sell his cages. Uh, Jack, if folks want to reach out to you and see what you have for sale, I know that you don't want to talk to them, but they may want to buy stuff from you. Uh, Southern Star Reptiles on Facebook. 
uh, morph market when we have time to update it. Gotcha. So we usually don't, it's not always completely updated. And almost every Herp show. And most of the, most of the Texas Herps show. Yes. That's the one come and they've got the giant spinny sign in the air. It's cool. We do have a spinny sign. It is a very cool looking sign. You're now not the only one. Someone else saw it and they copied you. They did. It only took six months. Uh, I cannot yeah. afford. I cannot afford to copy you. Well, you can if you get one like theirs. I was about to say, yeah. It's, it's a cool sign. Like theirs. Theirs is significantly lower quality. I didn't say that. <laughs> I did. Okay. <laughs> I'm hungry. I need to eat. I'm getting irritable. I, the thing I like. I'm just waiting for like. I'm waiting for us to come to a show and like Jack is just showing a movie on that thing. Well. I can't. You can. Yeah. Yeah. Like any. It's essentially a TV screen, except the the app, the applications or whatever, and it can make 3D images or blah blah blah. Yeah. It's it looks. It's it looks technology. Really cool. You're talking to the wrong person for the technology <laughs> part. That is true. Like that stuff's really easy for me. I just tell Heidi to do it. I love it. I take yeah. a picture and say, "Okay, put that." Up I there. want this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Make it look like that. She does, and it looks cool. She does. Like I have no clue how it works. It spins in a circle. I mean, it has a strip can, of LEDs. You can see it through the window in the video. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. It looks like a virus on there now. What world? Anyways. All right. So <laughs> let's get I'll let Jack back. Uh, thank you all. We will be back with more interviews after this. Bye. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we are back at the Conroe Show. And we've, we've got a special guest that I had to beg to be on, but she agreed to be on. I'm kind of sad that I witnessed the pleading and begging that I know took place for this to happen. Drunk, drunk Bill helped me. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people beg for it. <laughs> so we have mentioned this person a ton on the podcast. It is Possibly every week. I'm it, not even going to It is possible every week. But it is Debbie Price from Reptiles to You, the, the shipping queen, as Lori always yells. Pretty sure that's what everyone calls her. <laughs> But I wanted to have Debbie on because, uh, one, some of the stories of the things that you've done to help people out when their packages are missing are amazing. Because, again, I don't care who else you ship with. I just don't think they're getting that kind of service. Uh, I know I can call Debbie, and she'll, she'll hunt it down or kill somebody for me if I need, them, need her to. <laughs> oh, but, great. Now I'm going to be wanting to kill somebody. <laughs> I don't have enough problems. If, if they went missing, it wasn't Debbie. Leave her alone. <laughs> it was drunk Bill. It was drunk go. Bill. Uh, so you were telling me, you don't have to give me any names of the person, but you were telling me one that you just had that you had an issue with that you were having to take care of. Don't we always have issues with FedEx? I love FedEx. <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> but like everybody else right now, they're short-staffed, all the problems. So there's always going to be something. But, yeah, so we just had a package with a lot of geckos, about 70 geckos. Jeez. That was headed to a show in Las Vegas for the Reptile Super Show. And it got delayed. Well, of course, that was to be delivered yesterday. The show's today. There was no Saturday unless you jump through hoops and upgrade and do all that. So that's what we had to do. Call them and get them to upgrade it over there at FedEx. And then they had to track down somebody at Memphis that would actually agree and, to pull that package. And that hub is crazy busy all the time. It's very, very hard to get anybody at Memphis to pick up a phone. It really is. And, and only FedEx can, you know, email them and, and certain people. And I do have a lovely lady out there that helps me a lot at FedEx. Um, a shout out to her, but hope I don't get her in trouble. But she helps me quite a bit. Just 
maneuvering and just getting things done so we can get them delivered. And thank goodness they were waiting at the Vegas hub when they opened the doors at 10 a.m. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Now, she had to run over there from the show and get them, but worst case scenario. And, of course, they were all alive and all well. Because that's good. As long as you call FedEx and you you get them on the ball, they will make sure, you know, they mark these things and they pull them. And, and that's if, you know, they, they have them. I mean, there are times they do, unfortunately, lose a package. But, you know, everybody will put that out there if, if they have a problem, but they don't realize there's 20 times, you know, the people that don't have a problem, that everything makes it fine and gets to the hubs. And I just tell people, if you don't get anything else out of this today, please just ship hub to hub. Yes. And use the cryo packs when needed. They are lifesavers. Yeah, I don't ship to houses anymore. The, only, the last time I did that was because the person was in, like, Montana, and they were nowhere near right. a hub. Right, and and it, you can't always, you know, I, and I understand that. I mean, some people don't drive, um, you know, they don't have a car, and again, some of the hubs are ridiculously far. Um, but that's you just have to be smart and not send it when you know the van is 120 degrees if the driver turns it off. I notice um, a lot of your posts on Facebook are often weather posts. And yes. it's like, weather is this today or weather is too high today. Don't ship today. Plan to ship these well, days. Because the, the main hubs like are, that. what, Indianapolis? Indianapolis and Memphis. and Memphis. Now, the thing that has changed, which is a big plus for FedEx, to be honest with you guys, is um, Memphis gets about probably 80% of, of the packages. But back when, once COVID was somewhat over, um, Indy added what they call sunrise flights. And not everybody knows this, but basically they added secondary flights. And they leave out between about 9 and 10 a.m. They go to certain areas, not every area, but a lot of the major areas. So they did that to alleviate some, some of the overstock at Memphis. So, of course, that overloaded Indy at first, and they were confused, and they had their delays. But now that they've been doing it, and it, and it happened in April of 2021, I believe, about a year and a half ago. But it really helps. It really helps out. It gets a lot more packages moved through the system. They're still going to be a little late, but they're going to get there that same day. And it's, it's usually the ones that are being held at location, held at a hub, because they know they're not going to have to go on a van. They're going to sit at that hub, and the customer can just run in and get them. So, again, another reason to ship hub to hub, because they can just go in there at their leisure and pick them up, and they're held inside. It sounds like they worked the, the kinks out with trying that new system and now it's working a little smoother yeah that one works pretty well the sunrise flights do work well um oh, and, and a lot of them will go to the west coast california because of the time difference they can get there you know in time for them still to go through a sort at the airport and get over to the local hubs so that's what's key and i did you know katie on what you were talking about i did used to post the weather every week sunday night or monday morning mm -hmm. i just sort of backed out of it um once the heat took effect because it was you know, it's hot. If you don't know what's hot out, and you don't know after as many times as we told you to use, you know, cold packs, cryo packs, preferably cryo packs. Um, it never ship. bothered me don't during ship. the summer, but during the winter, I would always get jealous because it would always be like, we're going to have snow. I'm like, motherfucker, we're not. Not where I am, we're not. And I'd be so mad. Well, snow's a bad thing if you're shipping it, it yes. though. So, you know. That's true. When I, uh, so, some of the things I always tell people when they ship is, Check your temperature. Check the hub, Memphis or Indy. Check where it's going to end up at. And where it's coming from. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, your, your temperature. Know all of those before you ship anything. 
and then I always like to take mine to the hub that afternoon. Like I want it to be as late in the day, so it's there, it's cool, and then it should ship overnight and get there in the morning. It should be sitting at the other hub by morning. So hopefully, if everything went well, it's not at any point sitting in the heat. And that and that's the big key, you know, is where they leave it. I mean, there's there's things that are beyond our control. You know, I've I've seen some that never should have had an issue. So somewhere they got left either too close in the airplane in the belly. But, I mean, these are climate-controlled planes. Same area they put their cats and dogs, so they should be fine. You're dropping it off at a hub. Most all of these packages do not leave till the evening, except for the West Coast. It's a little earlier. So, you know, for instance, Texas, where we're at, they're not going to leave out of here till 7, 8, sometimes 9 o'clock at night. So, you know, you drop it off as late as you can, but it's going to stay inside. And it's going to go, you know, over to, it's still got to get put on a truck because it's yeah. going to get containerized. It's going to move on a, on a truck, but it's not, you know, for two hours at a time or anything like that. It's going right over to the airport. It's also not like stop and go in traffic right. where you're turning off a truck right. to get out and deliver things. Right. And that makes a difference. And that's why I tell people, you got to remember these drivers, first of all, they have to take their lunch. And it's like a mandatory thing. Um, you know, if they have to stop for the restroom, but a lot of them might have a, a route that's inside a strip mall. Well, that truck could be turned off for 20 minutes. Well, you know what happens when you turn off your air conditioning oh, in your yeah. vehicle, so you just right. have to be, yes, you're using an insulated box, and hopefully, again, you're using cryopacks, but... You need to be you know, mindful. Yeah. I mean, the weather's changing now, so it's starting to cool off a little bit. Well, maybe not here, but... You know. it's, it's still <laughs> still warm. So, yeah. We have temperatures in the upper 80s, okay? Uh, 88, 89, I will take right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It makes recess a yeah. little more bearable. Even, 90, <laughs> even 90's fine for shipping, you know? People just... I think they dwell on that too much. You kind of have to just, again, look at, you know, where you're shipping from, the, the hub. And, again, we have on our website at reptiles2.com, I'm going to say that a lot today, we have the information under shipping guidelines, how to read your label so you'll know what hub it's going through before you pack it up. And you'll know, hey, it's going to go through Memphis. Memphis happens to still be, you know, 85, 90. And these a little cooler. You can kind of judge for those things. But... Um, and and for first-time shippers, I think it is very important go to reptiles to use website and order the supplies from them. Uh, I've seen people try and put together uh, their own version of a box to ship, um, and things have gotten to where they need to alive, but it's been questionable. I, I got some stuff once before. It just it was not in the prepackaged reptiles to use stuff, which is what I always use. The the pre-sized box, it tells you what size the box is, which makes it easier for when you're having to fill out the form. It comes with the uh, insulation for it and everything, and it comes with the little slips to put your packing, your uh, shipping paper into the seal and attach to it. All that makes it so much easier than trying to build your own box and trying to do it a cheap way. Well, and, and the thing is when you, you know, I've been doing this a long time now, but when you um, sign up with any of these companies that you're signing up, they all have the same terms of agreement because they're coming from FedEx. We all use FedEx. So you have to use a pre-approved shipping box. We have to jump through some hoops as a company to get these boxes pre-approved. So FedEx says, yes, that's good. They work well. You have to use one of those or you're violating the terms. So you're jeopardizing whoever you're shipping with if you're not using And it doesn't have to be my box, but it has to be a proper box. I mean, there's other companies that carry them, Uline, TSK. Um, ours are very economical. We ship them out the same day you order, Monday through Thursday. I get the the big they box right of away. like 10 or whatever. 10 in a box. Yeah. I love that. And it's, che- it's, I say cheap, but I mean, it is, it's pretty cheap for what you're getting. Um, and they're great. Yeah, great you're going to pay $2.50 and, 
30 cents a box. You get They're cold pack or heat pack with it, and you, yeah. get, you get insulation with it. And we use three-quarter inch foam instead of half inch. And it's all pre-cut so, to fit nice yep. and easy in there? Make it simple for you. It's all, all, and the other reason a lot of people prefer our boxes, including myself, of course, is they're already marked for you. Live harmless reptile. Yes. They tell FedEx what to do. Call the help desk if they have a problem. Our logos are on there. Everything's on there. So the only thing you need is the additional fish and wildlife uh, form, you know, telling them what it is. Other than that, they're ready to go. And they're very professional looking as well. Yeah. So if 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 the if your image is something that you're concerned with and you don't want to just ship something and it look crazy when it gets there, they're very well, it's very professional. I can give you an example of why I think it's great. Uh, so you show up to one of these local hubs to ship an animal out, and, and wherever you are, you may be somewhere where snakes don't get shipped out that often, if ever. And I had this happen the very first time I, I went there. I, I got there. It was packaged in my nice box from Reptiles to You, the way it's put should be. And the woman told me I can't ship this. I said. No, I can. And I actually at that moment texted Debbie. I said, hey, Debbie, I may need you in a minute. And I got an immediate response from Debbie. She goes, just let me know. And luckily the woman went to the back. She talked to somebody and, and came back. Because I said, I'm not – because the way these companies work, it doesn't matter who they are, but the way Reptiles to You works is you are shipping through you guys, right? A person is shipping their animal through you you as the shipper. So when I told this woman, I said, like, it's not technically me shipping this snake. It is Reptiles to You shipping I explain it like this. I explain it to people, once you sign up with us and you agree to follow the shipping terms, you now have an account inside our account. So, and we're pre-approved. We, we can go to residents, whereas a lot of the other people, when they get approved just for themselves, can only go to businesses. And, and again, all the major companies are like this. You can go to residents. You have a, we have a little more leadway with them. But all you have to do, and, and fortunately... James, it doesn't happen very often anymore because FedEx has, you know, been doing this a while too now. But all they have to do is scan the label. When yeah. they scan it, everything pops up on that screen telling them, yes, we're pre-approved shippers, live reptiles, non-venomous, uh, business to business, also to residents, the whole shebang. So they're, we're covered and you won't have a problem. You just have to use a ship center. You can't use the FedEx office stores. Don't go to a Walgreens and drop it off yeah, at a Walgreens. Yeah, so please. <laughs> oh, please. How often does that happen? Oh, Robert's here, by the way, you guys. <laughs> Hello, Robert. Uh, how often does that happen, Debbie? Well, actually, Walgreens, many of the Walgreens will accept live reptiles. Oh, really? Because they don't know. Ah. They're not supposed oh. <laughs> to, but they don't know. So it happens, but they don't uh, say, hey, we're not taking this. Um, all of the FedEx office stores will refuse them. They're educated, and they know nothing live. They won't even take crickets and hold them at yeah. a FedEx office. They so, don't even like to take my bigger boxes at FedEx yeah, office. Yeah, they're very, they're very, and they're, they're sticklers, and they do know the rules. And I just tell people, you know, either text me and ask me if it's acceptable. Put in the customer's address. I mean, it's really simple when you're making this label. There's a button, a blue button right below that says hold at a hub. Click yes, on it. Yes, that's an important button. Click that. Click on it. All the hubs that will accept live reptiles will pop up. You can also go to FedEx.com and screen. You just need to know to screen for dangerous goods. That's just the way. They're not dangerous, but that's just how FedEx classifies it, and those locations will accept them. I have a question, Debbie. Sure. I'm sure you've seen about UPS uh, is probably going to be going on strike here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. 750,000 employees, and they're expecting it to uh, – because they, they ship like 18% of the gross domestic product per day in the country. So all that's going to have to go to FedEx and, and the USPS. Do you 
Have you seen anything or heard anything, or do you foresee that causing? It's going to bound to cause problems. Everything causes problems anymore. <laughs> Weather, <laughs> economy, uh, not enough help. You know, it just seems like it's ongoing. So, sure, if one major company goes on strike, I'm sure it's going to be a cluster. But, you know, FedEx is no different than anybody else. They can't hire enough folks. Right. Plus, you've also got the, you know, the season coming up. Right. And I actually saw where UPS is trying to hire 100,000 people. 100,000 people. Mm. Good luck. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're just, they're not out there. Plus the fact they're trying to do that because if, if these, then they're unionized. If they strike, mm -hmm. you know, that. Yeah, it'll be all their, yeah. it'll be all their Teamsters. Sure. So that's all sure. the drivers and all the package handlers. Yeah. So, and I mean, you can't, of course it's going to affect it. Um, you know, I like to say, hey, good for me. I'll have more packages going through my system, <laughs> you know, with FedEx. Right. But, but then, you know, FedEx will get bogged down, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. happens. And we hope it doesn't, of course. I mean. But if you ship with the reptiles to you, you, know. you have a Debbie. Yeah. That's right. So well, I don't care who else tells you to ship with them. They you. don't have a Debbie. That's <laughs> thank right. You. And, and, you know, I'm not going to rehash any of the stuff that's been online the last couple of weeks with the new company coming along and whatnot. I love it when so many people on there come in. They're like, I don't care if it's more. I'm staying with Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> I see that a lot. That happens a lot thank in you. groups. Yep. We have a lot of support. And I'm, I'm, people don't realize, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm very um, – brash i guess and, and i you like to have know. a good time i guess that's a good way to put it the book's <laughs> the cover you know i don't sugarcoat things I'll, I'll tell you straight up how it is um and i my customers i have the best customers i mean i i call them my peeps i mean i don't have to say anything online if somebody bashes me or whatever mm -hmm. and, and oh think, no we got you that, yeah, yeah right. thank goodness it's not often but yeah, but exactly back. i don't so, have to. somebody found that out this week because they tried to bash our friends at grant family exotics yeah, yeah they did not go up for throwing a dead snake in the dumpster yeah. in, <laughs> double bagged in a box and his post did not go the way he thought it was gonna go i love those posts someone posted a big argument the big long thing and they're waiting for everybody to jump with them and everybody's like uh, one second. <laughs> yeah. Pretty but sure you know you're what the happens, asshole in though? this I one. mean, I, I unfortunately read a lot of Facebook because I get butt hurt sometimes when people say something. But, um, you know, it, it happens. People don't know the whole story. Yep. And they just start. And I'm like, you don't even know what went on. They get one no side clue. and their brain fills in the rest of the holes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I just dealt with that, didn't I, James? Or they yeah. just want to be little lemmings and they just want to agree. And it's like, yep. you know, sometimes find out. You know, sometimes it's legit, but... You know, and, and I mean, we can talk, Robert, about the, the other company that's out there. Um, it's Robin from Ship Your Reptiles. They split up. Sort of the same thing that happened to us originally back when I was with uh, Reptiles Express. The two owners split up. And so um, they did about, I guess, three months in a day. And then they had a non-compete for Robin. And then once that was over, you know, it's, it's open game. I mean, sure. I'm not... You know, I tell people this all the time. Would, would I like to have all the shipping? Sure. Probably couldn't handle it, but sure, of course. Who doesn't want to? But it's not realistic. Right. One company can't handle it. I just, I do me and you do you. That's right. You know, and I'm, my thing is customer service. I mean, yes. I'm not, people know it. I've been doing this a long time. I know the ins and outs of FedEx better than most FedEx reps. So that's a fact. You know, I can I can hopefully get some things done that other people can't. But I'm very passionate about it. I am about the animals, the money. Yes, I want to be competitive, of course. And if you are getting a better deal somewhere, I tell people this all the time. Send me just a couple invoices. Doesn't need a you know name, anything personal on there. Let me look at it and let me see if I can help you out. 
I'm not going to go around there and, and give everybody these discounts when they ship a package here and a package there. And, right. You know, you, you got to be smart about it, but I'm just about customer service, and that's what I'm known for, and hopefully that'll be my legacy because I'm not going to do this forever. <laughs> I know. I I'm very worried about you. that. Yeah, I can guarantee you that's going to be your legacy um, because the, the very first time I ever vended a show – I had like seven people coming up to me. They're like, "Oh, have you met Debbie?" Da -da 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 -da. All right, pause, like, pause one second, Katie. I've got to say, apparently, this is an entire building of people like you, who don't understand inside voices. <laughs> well, you got a bunch oh, of kids look, over there look, playing. It's, it's a wild Douglas Ray. Now he wasn't talking about Debbie there, just so you know. No, not Debbie. <laughs> well, I, I'll say, you know, the the first package I ever shipped, first snake I ever shipped was a Rosie Bow to California. And it was a couple of days before this show, before this Conroe show. Not this one we're at now, but like a year and a half ago. And, uh, of course, it, that was the one that flew to Memphis and then to California and then back to Memphis because they couldn't land in California because the weather was bad. Then it got to California, Sacramento, and the... Uh, um, they didn't have enough people to unload the plane for like two days. I hate Sacramento. I'm going to yep. say that before you even finish <laughs> the story. Wait, wait. Going, thank the, God it's a Rosie Boa because they'll survive. And the, she did. The city or the days. hub? Uh, the hub. Oh, okay. I only go hubs. My, yeah. And I hate to say this. Sorry, FedEx. But my worst hub is Sacramento, California. They are the worst. My favorite is actually in um, Alaska. <laughs> Anchorage, Alaska. They are the nicest you, folks like to deal with. Four packages a year up there? There, you'd be surprised how much stuff goes to Alaska. Really? They got nothing else to do but play with reptiles. Right. Up there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised. I'm like, they go, do you ship to Alaska? I go, all the time, every day. I mean, you you would be surprised, but you have to ship to, you know, Anchorage, Fairbanks. You can't ship to, and I have had people ship to places you've never heard of. Then it gets handed to the post office. In one of those small little planes to hop from place to place. It goes over to the post office. Yeah, it goes postal, post, and and a lot of these areas get post office service twice a week. I was just about to say, these are these are places that do not get the post yeah. every single day. Yeah, you know, they're on their little sleds yeah. and they're taking up. <laughs> they take they're their mail. Yeah. yeah. And I had one like that. It was out, it was garter snakes. I had I family that lived thinking. Some, yeah. I don't know what the people were thinking, but seven days later, it made it alive. And oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> it's the stories I could tell you, some of the stuff that, you know, and again, I have, mm -mm. you know, it's team effort. I mean, let's, let's face it, you know, FedEx does help me a lot to get some of this stuff done. And unfortunately, the people I talk to when I call are not the people that have delayed it. You know, you just can't get through to Memphis. It's just too big there. It's just crazy. It's crazy there. It's a zoo. So you just have to know some ins and outs and get somebody who can get through and, and hope for the best. And But, you know, with all the stuff we have now, three-quarter-inch foam, insulated boxes, cryopacks, heat packs, it's, it's a real rarity to have a DOA. And it's so, rare to have something completely gone missing. It does happen. I hate to say it. And it breaks my heart. I mean, I work endlessly to try and get it. But you can only do what you can do. Let's, okay, let's talk heat packs and cryo packs real quick. Because mm -hmm. I think one big mistake I've seen with heat packs is a lot of people go get hand warmers, which is not the same thing as a heat pack for your reptile. Correct? Hand warmers will overheat. And yep. then they will give you no heat. So they, they can get up to about, I believe it's about 175. Jesus. Yeah, and then they then they don't do anything so for you. They so will cook it, and then they will let it freeze. They're just, they're just yes, please, people, please. Oh, I'm just going to put it in there because it's going to be cold. Well, yeah. Don't be cheap. Yeah, I don't know. 
very many good outcomes when people have done that. And I don't know everything, but I do keep in touch with delays and my peeps and all, and I do want to know if something is DOA, and I try to keep up on reasoning. And like I said, this one that just went to Vegas, you know, she had cryopacks in there, they were still solid. The one that went to California the other day, they were worried because the, the heat and everything, and they weren't supposed to ship it, and they did. And it, the cryopack was still solid. And I'm going to take a minute, if you don't mind, and explain Phase 22 cryopacks. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting piece of equipment. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the bomb. They're better than apple pie right now. <laughs> Basically, if you refrigerate or freeze a cryopack and it becomes solid, solidifies, and these become solid, they will take, they can take about two days to thaw. And that's in temperatures that are above 72. The phase on them is 72 to 75 degrees. So basically, they'll slow release, is the best way to put this. They'll slow release cooling in a box to keep it in those temperatures. A regular thermal freeze cold pack, which we do carry, it's like an ice cube. It's going to go in that box, and it's going to put cold in that box no matter what, and it's going to melt, even if the box is 40. But the cryos will not do that. The, the benefit also to a cryo pack it doesn't, your animals can actually touch it, and it's not going to freeze them. And you should touch them, understand what I'm talking about, and they're not going to stick to your hand and give you frostbite. Not that you want the animals touching them, you still want to separate them, but that's their benefit. Their length of time is, you know, obviously a big plus. The other thing you can do with them is you can warm them in boiling water or just really hot water too, but you can drop them in boiling water for two minutes. And then they work as a low-impact heat pack. A lot of people with crested geckos, baby chameleons, the more sensitive, can't use the heat packs because the heat pack does get warm. So they'll use these and they slow release. And basically they do the same thing. Now they're liquid. They'll stay liquid until something makes them solid, which would be if that box drops below 70 for any length of time. They'll start crystallizing and then they'll get solid. But it takes a while. So... By the time it gets to where it's going, boom, you know, your animal's fine. And I'll see a lot of people get these, and they, they don't understand them. So they'll get it, uh, you know, when you, if you buy it at a show, like I do, I buy the mm -hmm. kits, like I told you, they're, they're liquid. They're a clear liquid. And then I take them home, I put them all in the freezer because I'm just going to use them as a cold pack. But people will, see, will get them in a shipment and then throw it away because they'll see it solid or whatever, they'll throw it away. I'm like, you can save that thing. That, that's a reusable thing. Right. And a lot of people are, you know, again, I've been doing this a while. People are getting... Uh, educated you know a lot of them now understand hey this is money this is five bucks if i throw it in the garbage yeah mm -hmm. they're also understanding what i tell people is put those things in a ziploc when they're because they're easy to maneuver when they're liquid stick them in a ziploc and then toss them in your fridge or freezer either one's going to work for them stick them in the freezer stack them up and then they're if they do get a pinhole somewhere along the line at least they're in a ziploc yeah because they're nasty i'm going to be honest they're reptile safe but they're nasty they're nasty smelling, and you don't want that. It's almost like a gelish um, more than a liquid. You don't want that loose in the box because it can do some damage, you know, even though they're safe, supposedly. I'm not a, you know, they're, they're not like the medical ones that go in the medical boxes, but they work the same way. So they're, they're I mean, they're awesome. And we've got a lot of info about them. We even, I even had Clay, my partner. Um, actually, the managing partner over there at Reptiles to You, he actually put a, a bunch of nice information under the Phase 22 if you click on it, and there's even more information. So they, they get explained. You know, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea to put an extra five, six bucks on a you know, cost of shipping. Yeah, but I understand no, that's, it. that's worth it. For understand. Me. Oh, and, and most animals, first of all, the animals are worth it. 
I mean, that's the bottom line. Well, and that's where, because, like, it scares me putting something cold in a box for the reptile, but that is not the same as putting an ice pack right. in there. I'm that's, not going to freeze it. That's the thing. It. Correct. And, and you still want to separate it. You know, some people will wrap it loosely. I wrap it in newspaper and tape it to the foam. Yeah. Star foam. I don't, I'll tell you, I tape the heat packs to the top with uh, about four to six holes in your box to vent it, but I do not suggest you tape the um, Phase 22s to the top of the foam because of the weight. They'll drop a lot of gotcha. times. Gotcha, okay. And then they get, you know, the boxes all over the place, so they're going to end up eventually hitting the animal, and you don't want to chance it, especially if it's something in a bag like a snake. So I tell people, tape them to the side. you got a better shot. Not that a box doesn't get put on its side, but most of the time it doesn't. So at least if you tape it to the side, there's less chance that it's going to move. And again, just make sure you got some insulation in between there, whatever you're using for insulation. And that, that just seems to work the best. doesn't then, beat them up. We talk about shipping windows. Uh, there's certain times of the week that you would suggest not shipping, right? Used to be we suggested you ship Tuesday, Wednesday, That's not Mondays because you don't know what a weekend looks like at a hub. I've noticed in about the last, I want to say probably four months, that's kind of changed. Mondays are actually not a bad day to ship anymore. Really? Because they used to get, because the worry was they used to get slammed on Monday because things didn't ship out on the weekend, right? So right. a ton of packages. Yeah, their they're Express for FedEx technically works Monday through Friday. They don't work on Saturdays. And that's why you have to pay for an upgrade if you want something delivered on a Saturday. So, you know, you've got Express packages if some silly person dropped one off, you know, on a Friday, they're still sitting there. They shouldn't have a lot of that on Monday, but you add that in with ground and it's, you know, it's volume at the Memphis or India or wherever they're going. So we used to avoid that, but it's, it's just changed a little. I really am more concentrating now on the weather. If I see there's some storms on Wednesday, Thursday, I'd rather ship on a Monday. Gotcha. You know, and just, and but you don't want to ship on a Thursday, Friday because you worry about that over you got to worry about the weekend, right. If something Thursday, does Thursday get delayed. Thursday for Friday, please. I mean, especially if, if the hub isn't open on a Saturday and this thing's delayed, I can't get it there on a Saturday. You know, if it's going to a major city, I've got a shot of getting it upgraded. It's, it's work and it's some phone calls and it's getting Memphis. That's the key. Memphis has to flag that box and they have to put a Saturday upgrade sticker on there and you know, trying to get Memphis to do stuff is, <laughs> it's like trying to get your kids to eat green beans sometimes, you know, it's pretty hard. So and There's also a lot of common sense when it comes to shipping. There's, there's times of the year that are just dumb to ship. Yeah. You know, we're coming up on shipping season for packages with Christmas coming up and all that stuff. Obviously, don't ship, I mean, it's going to be cold in some places, too cold to ship, but don't ship when there's high volume, right? Yeah, you got to avoid uh, the holidays. I think of one of the websites, they, they cut things off like December 14th. Again, I'm very um, proactive, and I, I actually talk to FedEx a lot. So I try to, how's it going? How's things going? Is this day better? Is that day? I try to keep up on it almost on a weekly basis to know because I've, I've got customers that have to ship out gifts. They, you know, they ship out gifts. You know, somebody's getting a bearded dragon for the holiday. They don't want to ship it out, you know, before the 1st of December or whatever. So I try to keep up on it. And there's, there's times that you can, times I agree with some of what they say and times I don't. So I just voice my opinion and, you know, even summer, I was always like, no, don't ship anything past 90. I've, I've changed that with cryopacks. If you do it right and it's going hub to hub. And shipping at night. We shipped, all, we yeah. shipped year round. I don't. There wasn't a day that really, you know, wasn't wasn't shippable, in my opinion, you know, with the temps, because you're going to a hub. I personally, if it's crested again, because they're so sensitive, or, or small baby chameleons, 
you know, those I worry about, I'd say no, no, not not past 90, even with a cryo pack. Just avoid that. That's why I like my Kenyan sand boas. You know. If it's warm, it doesn't matter. They're happy. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> most, most of the snakes you can ship, you know, almost year-round now, so... Yeah, just, just said, don't cheap out when you're when you're doing the packaging. When you're do doing your cryo packs, do do hub to hub, and if you mark business, you know when you're making these labels, you're actually saving almost. I think it's about three dollars and twenty five cents now um, for going to a hub because it's a business. Well, and let's talk so. about price for a second. I think I I've, before I knew you, I had looked at some of the other shipping, and I've still looked at some just to kind of compare, even though I'm never going to change. <laughs> but the pricing is basically the same. I mean, you're all doing the same. It's really the service. You're paying for the service, and I just don't see and there's nothing against the other ones. I guess it is a little bit against them. We all use FedEx. Don't let anybody kid you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all are they slaves to FedEx. They don't have their own private plane. You They're know, not flying. Yeah, I don't drive the planes. I don't <laughs> drive the buses. I don't have the time. But we all use FedEx. I'm just a little more proactive, in my opinion, and, you know, most of my peeps. I have a little secret weapons, you know, that, that I like to pull out of the Threats. box. Um, I'm just, I want people to know, and again, I'm transparent. If you have a delay with us, I track every single package. I know people don't believe it, but I track every single package that's express. I don't ground. And if they're delayed, I've called FedEx on every single one to make sure they at least are aware at the hubs that they're going to so they can get them, make sure they're inside, get them as soon as possible. Again, I'm not going to lie to you and I'm not going to fool myself and think Memphis gives uh, rats behind about it. <laughs> because they, they, just, they care they about your don't. snake. It's in there. Well, it's in the system. You know, it's in the system and they know and it's flagged and, and occasionally they will call me back and say, hey, you know, I'm out of Memphis. I'm like, oh, wow, really? You know, but you know, I mean, it's just to make everybody that I can aware. That's the that's really the key. That's the difference. And just helping customers if they need advice. The closest ATM just giving them some help the and hoping for the best. I mean, and then we just watch we watch our packages like like crazy. I'm on this. I mean, my husband will tell you, I'm on this computer till I'm I'm nuts. And my boss, just, Clay, says the same thing. I love that Kay midnight. just turned her mic off as if yelling at the guy asking a question. It I, probably helped. I, it would have been worse But she had was pointed I at not. Debbie's mic when she yelled. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody. I feel, I'm still technically working. I feel working. good because I, I, for once I'm not the loudest mouth in the room. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good with that. I'm the Be second nice. loudest mouth in the room. <laughs> but I, just, I think... Uh, like I said, your service. I know Robert's talked stories before about you helping people out that weren't even your customers, but yeah. you, you'll go above and beyond to help track down a package for somebody. Not it's, that everybody should call Debbie if you haven't used her. It's as, a but. live animal. I, you know, I, I don't mind. If I can only do so much because some of the companies, <laughs> I'll be honest, get butt hurt if I help their customers, which, you know. <laughs> How dare you help keep that animal You know, alive? yeah, they think I'm trying to steal them. First of all, they have to come to me. I'm not, you know, I don't do that. I mean, they're asking me a question. I'm going to answer it. You know, whether you, I don't even say, hey, you didn't ship with me, I can't help you. I look the package up, I let them know, this is what's going on, you know, just again, because I know most of the, the routes and everything. You need to contact the other company and you need to tell them they need to open up a case. I mean, they know to do it, but, you know, you need to make them aware because they don't track everything like I do. So yeah. that's, that's the, you know, my claim to fame is, and again, I'm not trying to... Pat myself and on no, the no, back. No, no, you toot make, your own horn. You know, toot my horn. Yes, that's what I say. <laughs> but, uh, but that's that's what I do. That's just how I do it. This is the way I like it done. This is the way I want to run our company. 
Also, if you're out there, don't ever bitch and complain about a business with something messed up. If you didn't also call that business when something happened. Yeah, give them a chance. Give like, them a chance. If something exactly. happens, call Debbie, and she will make it as right as she can. Give them a chance. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, and, and do what we can do. We all, I, I think, like I said, you know, people are getting a lot more educated, and they know there's going to be delays, and there's a chance. They're going to have a delay, and, and a lot of them know how to pack for that now, which is good. That helps. Um, I mean, imagine if everybody had to ship the way people used to ship before these services were run. You had to do, mm -hmm. you had to send a package in and have it okayed for yep. one. This is how I package it. This is what I'll do. And you had to get certified, or you had to go Delta Dash, which you could still do. Mm -hmm. um, but that's still at an airport. Not everybody lives close enough to an airport, but they may live closer to a FedEx hub. So yeah, there used to be there used to be uh, three three or four companies: Southwest, United, I think. A lot of them used to do the uh, reptiles, but Delta Dash is about it now. So. Um, yeah, and so now they're... That's slim pickings, you know, to do that. So it's it's just, it's going to be FedEx, you know. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, UPS will ship lizards for you. Um, they won't ship snakes. Well, no, they're not, not supposed to ship snakes. You know, people sneak them in there, I guess, but... I once got a package of you know. uh, live frogs shipped to my house from UPS, but those live frogs had no legs. Were they live frogs? They had no <laughs> legs, and they were about seven feet long and <laughs> yeah. had a forked tongue. But it was live frogs. Were they actually live? <laughs> you know, the, the the difference with UPS, and I love my UPS driver, but, um, you know, their their vehicles aren't air-conditioned. They're putting their ground in with their express. So, you know, you're kind of mm -hmm. ruining your odds there unless it gets there early to you. I will you tell know. you, I, I just completely kind of off the subject, but kind of not. I had the most awesome experience with my UPS driver this week. He's the same guy who who delivers every week to every day to my shop, and I had a box of screws that I like desperately needed on Thursday, Wednesday morning. Wednesday was supposed to be there before 10:30. Well, he pulled in. I had another package, and he gets out, and he's like, "Uh, I don't have your package, man." He's like, "It's on my list, but it's not in the truck." I'm like, "Of all the things you've delivered here in the last two years, I needed that more than anything." He's like, "Man, if they didn't load it, I just don't have it." He's like, it'll probably come tomorrow. I said, okay. I left at about 4, and my employee was staying until about 4.30. And he called me, and he's like, hey, man, I was getting ready to leave, and the UPS guy just pulled up in his personal car and said, hey, I was back at the, I was back at the shop, and I saw it sitting there and saw your name, and you live by my, I live by here, so I brought it to you. Damn. I was like, that's freaking awesome, man. You don't and, see that these days. And, you know, I have – and you're right. And, I mean, and, but people don't tell those stories. People right. put the – you know, the keyboard warriors out there, you know, they put all that stuff, the negatives on Facebook. There's a lot of positives. And I have a great UPS driver. Um, I have a terrible UPS hub. Well, my drivers are great. <laughs> but the hub, forget it. I mean, yeah. I don't... What hub opens for two hours a day? Wow. Jeez. It's open two hours. The one by you? It's in Gainesville. Yeah, it's in Gainesville, Georgia. It's the craziest thing. You go in there, they had my superworms in there. And they were sitting there and... So I, she calls up and says, the worms are, you know, running loose or whatever. Come get them. <laughs> so I go there. I bring us the saddles, and I go to get my worms. And she's like, well, they were running all over here, and I think they got mad and threw them in the dumpsters. And I'm like, first of all, I couldn't come get them until you opened the doors at 3 p.m. They're open like 3 to 5 p.m. Jeez. But my drivers are wonderful for them. And, and I have good 
FedEx ground drivers, my express comes and goes, you know, they don't, I think if you get somebody who's on a route, like everywhere, you know, you've got good employees and you've got bad employees. I mean, yeah, it's just people are, are more likely to leave a negative review than a positive of review. Course. That's for everything. That's with everything in life. That's, in, in, yeah, that's constant. That's I'm constant. sure James has seen it in our talk of groups yeah. where we live. People are going, I've been to this restaurant a hundred times and it's been great, but tonight, blah, 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 blah. I always comment. <laughs> I, they're, I'll be like, hey, I clicked on your name to see what all you've ever posted in this group, and I don't see any positive comments from all the positive rea- uh, times you've had right. at that restaurant. Yep. Right. That yeah. usually shuts them up. Well, and it's so, I know, I get this. I talk about being a teacher a lot. That's my life. Okay. But, like, pe- thank you, Debbie. That is okay, James. <laughs> but it's I, I like, may have made fun of her. How do I turn this mic off? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I, people make fun of me because I will make positive phone calls to parents. And I'm like, parents deserve to know when their kid had a good day. Yeah. Just as much when their kid was being a little butthead and needed to get that negative phone call. Mm. So I'm good. You know, I don't make a positive or negative. So I know, cause you're big kids and they don't no matter. No phone calls. But they don't matter. Wait, I what? mean, I had a mom cry on the phone with me last week because in they've never gotten a positive phone call. They only get called when it's something negative. And she was like, I'm so glad that he's adjusting so well to your class. Like it's awesome. Well. If anything is gathered from all of this, you should, and I know Debbie won't say it, but screw the other guys. Go with our pals to you. Debbie is better than everyone else, well, and thank that's you a guys. fact. And we appreciate the support. I mean, um, you know, like I tell everybody, there's other companies out there, and now there's one extra one, and I just, uh, yeah, I'm friends with them. I'm friends with all but one, of course. You all know that history. <laughs> sure. But I'm friends, and I'm like, you do you, and I do me, and this is how I do it. A lot of it's redundant because I'll, I even text my customers if a package is late and they're like, wow, you text me, I didn't even know my package was late or I'll email them or I'll call them. Eventually I usually know which one works best for them. And if I can't reach them, then and only then will I call their customer and let them know. Yeah. I don't call because they're their customer, so I don't you know, intervene in that. Unless I know them, you know, and a lot of my customers, I know their customers, you know, because it's a, it's a small world, but a big world out here. But I just let them know, hey, it's late. Here's what we've done. And like I said, they're, they're pretty educated now. They know, okay, well, here's another delay. Facebook's you know. definitely made it a smaller world. It, it, you'll, see, you'll always see posts about shipping companies. And on the comment section, you'll always see the name Debbie get thrown around in positive. I've never seen it in a negative. Uh, and if they would, they probably wouldn't make it long. There was one. Well, they probably won't make it long. <laughs> there was one Just a while one. back. That will drag that person through the streets. I, I remember it. You remember. That post did not go the way that they did not go the way you <laughs> wanted. It was one. But he didn't care. We got no. you back. He just wanted to be. And, and again, that was a Sacramento hub. The hub I ate the most. I really had no control over that. That's like something outside of your power. That would have been any other company's problem also. Well, it was it was delayed. I got one of them upgraded to Saturday, and they wouldn't pull the other one to save my life. The plane was sitting there. You know, the, the bad thing was he acted like I didn't do anything. And everybody who, fortunately, was when I was going to a show in Slidell, saw the calls I was making. I spent all day, you know, mm-hmm. it, it got one out of two. I didn't like it. His recipient I happened to know. Um, and he ships with me as well, so that was good because he had—he was the calming factor in it. <laughs> and and you know the guy never posted that the animal made it perfectly fine, alive. See, yeah, I didn't like that it sat there either. I mean, jeez. But that's a positive right there that you doesn't know. get posted. But yeah, and that again, they leave that off. And somebody had to ask him about five times, and finally somebody responded and said, "Yeah, it was alive. That was it." I'm like, <sighs> well. I wanted to have on here because we but, always mention Debbie and everybody you know, sees the name Debbie and now well, everybody knows. I appreciate knows. it. I appreciate all the support. I really do. 
because I where would I be, you know, without it? I mean, well, if people want to you know, want to get a hold of you and ship through you and get supplies from you, how can they do that? If I haven't said reptilestou.com enough, <laughs> let me go and say that. And I have I have emails, two of them, Debbie at reptilestou.com, of course, and sales at reptilestou.com. Everything's posted on our website. My phone number. I mean, people text me. They Facebook me now. I'm not an Instagrammer. Sorry, guys. I'm old. You do I several just, of the big hurt I'm not shows. old. I can, I can, I'm not. I can just <laughs> keep up with so much. You, you do Tenley, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can find out a show at some of the big shows. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of. I do a lot of the herb shows. They're my favorite. If you come up to the table to and see a uh, a small man with glasses next to her, just yell, "Hey, drunk Bill!" He'll <laughs> wave. Yeah. I promise he'll wave. Well, come over with a beer or uh, that is yeah. true. Bring an offering. Vodka and cranberry juice. And Bring an offering. <laughs> you know, come. We'll take the cran and vodka, and Bill will take the uh, Yingling, and uh, you know, then we'll remember you. <laughs> That's it. No, yeah, I do. I, I I like you know. Here's the key. I think. For me, I'm old, you know, but I like what I'm doing now. I mean, I'm, so do we. I'm a chef by trade. I don't like it, so I fell into this. I'm very grateful. So wait, that we've I had have all this. these herbs events, say, and you've never cooked us any I food. I had no clue that was what you did by trade. Do you guys want to teach kids in the evening? Yeah. No, but I but I want food from Debbie. All right. Yeah. Debbie I, don't want to cook. I wouldn't either. If I, <laughs> I used to work at Chateau Lawn up there. It's a resort up in Brazelton, right by my house. And actually, so that's cool. how I met Allison, which was my first shipping job. Um, she, I was going to we ask were, how you got into yeah, this. That's how I got into it. Actually, uh, I have to mention that other name. Um, Allison was my supervisor at uh, one of the nursing homes I worked at. I worked in the kitchen there. I was a cook. And she was the um, she ran the kitchen. I was her assistant. So we were real good friends. And then her... Um, I guess I don't think they were married at the time. They're married now, but her husband started um, doing shipping through his cricket company, and then eventually he got his website up, and I ran that website for five years, about five years, I think it was. And him and Clay Gann were um, partners in that company. And they so had that's their... The, cricket, the cricket company that you sell crickets for at show. Yeah, they had their little divorce or whatever. They had their split up, whatever they called it. And I was a casualty of that war. <laughs> Good way to put it. I'm being nice here. Whoever got you in the divorce won. I was going to say, yeah. they got you the... I got fired. I mean, I, I got fired, but he wouldn't admit that I got fired. He said I quit, and I, you know, and I didn't <laughs> quit. And finally, it all came out. I was fired. Um, but it all... I landed great because I work with Clay Gann now. He's my partner in this company. So him and his wife are two of the greatest people, and that's the bottom line. I mean, we work great together. My husband works with me now much better place in life so although that was traumatic because both of us were unemployed at the same time me and my husband yeah that's scary it, it was it was scary you know and you always think the worst i'm just one of them people you know the head spinning trying to figure out what we're going to do next kind of deal but now i look back on it you know it was a blessing because look at now yeah i mean now i'm i'm very happy i'm part owner small part but i'm part owner of this company and you get to travel and i love i love it i love what i'm doing I hope it shows, you know, and I go to a lot of these shows doing it, meeting people, and I love doing that. I love socializing. I love meeting people. I'm not a big podcast person, so this is actually the first podcast I've done. Yay! Um, but I, I do. I, I we totally love Debbie and Debbie loves us. I totally, and I do. I Somebody's got to love you, James. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
<laughs> De- Debbie is I, look. I've said it before. And there's several people that are okay. some of my favorite people in the world. Douglas Ray White and Natasha being one. <laughs> Thank you. I love them, but Debbie is also on my list of you favorite people. You are high people on that list of his Thank favorite you. people. Don't Thank let you him guys. Play. I appreciate it. <laughs> so if you ever see her at a show, you've got to go by and say hi, and and buy some crickets or shipping box. Or horn I appreciate it. Or and always just. Just come check us out. I always bring coupons to the show. Save you a little extra money on your labels. You can always, again, Facebook me, email me. Um, there's a phone, too. They make phones now. And what, what's you can, a phone? You can, you can call people, too, because I'm not, I'm not tech savvy. That's, that's the thing. I'm old, guys. So give me a break. So, uh, but, yeah, but I'll that's what I love is you have a phone, because if something happens, I can call you and go, hey, Debbie. There you go. There's a that's problem. It. Yep. So, all right, we'll let you all get right, back I appreciate I it, guys. Thank you. Bill's been sitting at that table thanks, by himself. Thanks for getting my uh, my cherry popped here on your uh, podcast. Whoa. I appreciate that, too. <laughs> yeah, Katie, way to go. Way to go, <laughs> way to go Katie. <laughs> thanks, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll be back with someone else probably tomorrow. It's the end of the day, so we'll probably have some more interviews tomorrow. Goodbye. Welcome back to the Herps Conroe Show. So, this has been the show where I've had to beg people to be on because they don't like the idea of doing a podcast. And so now I've done it again because now we have Kristen Haley from Cresty Works. And if she doesn't talk, I promise she's there in front of a microphone. No one Hello, can see everybody. So the, it's, it's misleading because it's Cresty Works because you, you do do Cresteds, mm-hmm. but you do a lot of plants. I do. Well, it's Cresty Works and Carnivorous Plants. That's right? true. It's, it's That's a big business, one, to, right? Uh-huh. That's your business name, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, and now John Grant is rubbing his breast in front of us. That's disturbing. Oh, oh look. Katie's. Oh, that's my banana bread. Don't sit on my banana bread. I almost, I almost sat on your banana bread. That's that's not good. Welcome back, Katie. Thanks. So we, we were just introducing Kristen against her will. Ah, uh, no. She's going to do great. She's going to do amazing. We haven't had any plant people on ever. So. Yeah. That's all, I didn't think about that. We haven't. No. So everybody loves Venus flytraps. You sell a lot of Venus flytraps, don't you? I do. A lot of people kill Venus flytraps, don't they? They do. <laughs> it could, it, it, nope, it's not working. Well, Katie's just trying it to fix might. the microphone. It's it not. might stay. There we go. So what is what is the trick with with uh, Venus flytraps? Because you see them sold at like lows, and there's no way those things are surviving. The- right. So like the biggest thing is the water. You cannot use tap water. It's the minerals, not the chlorine or anything like that. The mineral content in the water, um, the carnivorous plants can't handle. Um, So that's the biggest thing. The next thing is they don't do well indoors. Really? Um, They need to go dormant, so they need the cooler temperatures. They can skip dormancy every once in a while, but for them to thrive, they need to go dormant almost every year. And with being inside, they don't get that. Some people are okay with that. You might get three years out of one in a bright, sunny window. And people are fine with that. And I'm okay with that if that's what they want to do. So we had them. um, I had them once. And I actually put mine in my window in my kitchen. But the reason that I kept it inside is because we keep our house so cold all year long. Um, And in South Louisiana, it doesn't get cold outside. (laughs) So it was actually colder in my house than it, so they got more of that dormant in my classroom and in my house than they did outside. Um, And it did great and it was thriving and it was just overgrowing out of the pot that I got it in. Um, I actually got it from you, it was like four years ago. And when I re, 
potted it into a bigger plant, that, a bigger into pot. a bigger pot, that's when it did. Make. What type of substrate did you? It, it was on the paper that I got, but okay. I think maybe like a water had, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just know I had it for two years and I was, I don't keep plants alive. Well, and they're carnivorous plants. So carnivorous <laughs> plants naturally come from areas with soil that does not have a lot of nutrients in it. Because that's why they're carnivorous to make up for, for all that. So you can't pot it, pot it the same way you would your roses or something like that. Right. No, that very well could have been exactly what it was. <laughs> it does, and they can do well indoors. There's a lot of things you can do to grow them indoors, and people. But your average, just starting out person, it's just easier to put them on a porch, you know, and then bring them in. At 32, you would bring them in. 33, right back outside. And oh, some really? areas here in Texas, you don't even have to do that. Um, so. so everyone's used to the, the Venus flytrap, but how many other different carnivorous plants do you have? So I have, I have them all. There's thousands and thousands of type of species within each one. Um, and people, just like we have all the different morphs of the reptiles, people crossbreed carnivorous plants too and make hybrids. Oh, really? So there's... So many different kinds, um, but I have sundews, and so those actually do well indoors. Um, they have the sticky dew on their little leaves that catch their small fruit flies and gnats. Yeah, they look spiky with yes. little sticky parts on the end. Yes, those are the ones you've talked about getting before. Yeah, because those are really cool. Great for like if you have like a little gnat, especially for anybody's doing like bioactive stuff and they have tons of little gnats. Those those would be mm -hmm. something good to help out that. And then um, I have um, butterworts. And they look like succulents, but the entire top of the leaf is full of sticky dew. Oh, so they just stick um, to the whole leaf? Mm-hmm. Does it close up around them? No. Oh, okay. And then there's Saracenia, which they stay outside all year long. And they're more like trumpets. Some are different, but they get tall. Um, some can get three to four feet tall. But they catch a lot of... What I find in them when I cut them open after they die are a lot of uh, wasp, oh, wasp wow. types of wasps. But you'll have frogs that actually live in the tops of them, catch the bugs coming in, poop in the plant, and it. I've seen videos of those online where it's, it's uh -huh. got it's got like a liquid in the bottom of it, and they'll mm -hmm. come down and they'll. Because I've also seen like there's some where spiders will live in them, mm -hmm. and they like they can actually go down and get the stuff like the insects out of them and then come back mm -hmm. up and eat the insect. The, the other one, Nepenthes. And those are your pitcher plants, the very common, which you know is a pitcher plant, and they have the nice little big cups that come down off of the leaf, and those are good for, they catch everything too, but they have a sticky nectar that they produce as well, but mosquitoes. Where I grew up at in Mobile in Alabama, we had a specialized area that was protected because of the pitcher plants that would grow there. And so I remember on a field trip we went, I was probably fourth grade, maybe fifth grade, and we went and we got to go see pitcher plants in the wild and they had a few that had died and they got let us cut them open and see what was inside. That's like one of my favorite memories from elementary school was getting to learn all about pitcher plants. They're, they're just so awesome. They're a cool plant. So, like, for reptile people, so our buddy, we had Dr. Travis Wyman on, uh, whenever this comes out, we will have already had him on, you all have heard him, but he's a plant person. But I think for the regular reptile person, they don't understand that plant, like, there's a whole plant like group that's just like the reptile group. Yes. And so, 
they, they, everybody thinks that plants are just like you go to Lowe's and pick one off the shelf and put it in your window and you're good. But there's there's people that collect expensive plants. Yes. So not and just carnivorous plants, but like your tropicals or even your cactuses. There's crazy people that do different hybrids with those too. Like, you know, there, there's a thing, there's a niche for all of it. Where we lived at in Louisiana, there was an orchid society. I don't know mm-hmm. if you were aware of this oh, yeah, or yeah. not. Um, some of the some of the ladies that I quilted with yeah, old ladies. were part of the Orchid Society, and they would, a very old lady thing to do. They would talk for hours yes, about like yes, this particular yes. orchid that they got, because that's a lot of cross pollination for different color orchids. I mean, roses or any of those things. It's mm-hmm. a lot of, pe- and I mean, some of them are like orchids are weird ones. They have to grow in special soil, right? They have to grow in like uh, acidic soil, I think. It's certain. I'm not. They're not as cool as plants that eat other things. I, I'm not well versed in the orchid. I do have some, but yeah, they're not as cool as carnivorous plants. It's it's fine to say. I mean, they're, they're I can't get them to bloom like they should. Some of them, so don't need blooms. Still just alive. just need carnivorous plants. <laughs> I always have to tell my kids because we can talk about plants being photosynthetic and that they make their own food. And sometimes kids will wonder about like carnivorous plants. I'm like, no, they, those are also, that's why they have to have sunlight. Those are also photosynthetic. The only reason they're eating insects is to make up for the lack of nutrients in the soil where they come from. They're not, they're not an animal because they eat bugs. That's not how that works. So what's cool too about them, they do that, but during the winter is when they really rely on photosynthesis because they've evolved and adapted. And so when they go dormant, the leaves get really, really wide, and the traps are tiny on them. Oh, really? And the reason they do that they is so they waste. can photosynthesize yeah. because during wintertime, most insects are yeah, not they're around. Yeah. They're, they're not there, so they rely more on photosynthesis than during the winter. It's kind of neat. That's crazy. So how, how long have you been doing this? Because this is full-time now, right? You are... Yes and no, but it's pretty much full time. And it is a full. So I'll say it's a lot of work. I have lots of reptiles. Of course, I breathe. I have almost 400 geckos sorts, between lychees, gargoyles, and cresteds. And then we have all sorts of other things. Because yeah, you got some cages from Robert. Uh, yes. Those really cool ones that you're, because they're going to be bioactive cresty cages, right? Yes. But the t- it's a rack. It's not, it's, it's very interesting. Robert, do you want to explain that one, the, the way you did those? Yeah, it was actually her design. No, I actually named it in my files as Kristen's Crazy Wreck. <laughs> well, um, that's be careful with that one. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> um, it's a um, container store tub. It's their sweater tub, right? Yes. Their their tall sweater tub, and there's a three inch gap between each shelf. So each shelf has the top has a wire mesh screen top, and then there's a gap. And then there's holes on each side that match these lights that she has, these four-foot-long grow grow lights Mm -hmm. that she can slide in. She could put four of those racks side by side by side by side and then slide that light in. And so each level, so it would take, what, four lights to do Mm -hmm. each one, but that would would cover, what, 16 tubs then. Yes. So You got it set up yet? Is it all? No, No, I've been kind of (laughs) slacking. Things have been crazy. the bioactive part's there. I haven't put the live plants in them. So the substrate and the bugs are in there and good to go. Um, also, the other plan is to, I want to start doing um, UVA, UVB on all my females um, and start experimenting with that. Um, and I want to start using the VivTech products for that. You can also, anybody out there, you can use uh, code GUMBO22 for 15% off on your VivTech products when you buy them. What? what? 
Just saying. <laughs> they are, those are awesome bulbs. Have you used them yet? No, I haven't. Love I've those read things. a lot and I've heard other people's experience with them. So I'm very excited. I wouldn't even mind trying the new where it does the dimmable. The dimmable, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's very cool. I like the idea of being able to, to raise it up like a sunrise and bring it down like a mm -hmm. sunset. Yep. I'm actually thinking about getting one of those for my bearded dragon. Yeah. Not that the Krusties really, like, need that whole thing. I just like it. I think it's, it's cool, though. It's, it's very cool. But, I mean, it's it's one of those things where we, we, so we also get, also get into that idea of reptiles don't need this. And I'm that way. I, I have racks, and I'm like, yeah, my snakes don't need light. But if you have a setup like you do and you can do it, you might as well. I mean, nature does it. It's got to do it yes, happen for a reason, exactly. right? Exactly. I like to try to replicate as much as I can of their natural surroundings, environment, given what I can do, you know? So when I saw that, I was like, I want that for everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I like when y'all designed the rack that Robert built, because it allows someone to use a rack system, which is it's much easier in certain animals to do a rack, especially for a large number of animals. Yep. Yes. But it still allows you to do some of the things that you would like to be able to get out of a cage, like the lighting and a taller cage. So you could do plants and you could do a real bioactive. And then I'm going to put a misting system. I haven't yet to do that, but that's why he did it the way he did with the wire, wire out of the top so I can put the misting system into. So hopefully it will all... So we got an entire rainforest going on there. Have sunrise, sunset, I can't wait rains. to see pictures. That would be really cool. Yeah. So... Hopefully here within the next six months or so, it will be complete. I've had a few people that have seen pictures that she's put up that reached out to me, but none of them have, you know, that's the typical, hey, blah, 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 blah. How much? And you give them the pricing and you from them again. And, yeah, yeah. it's. Because they're not cheap because no, it's a lot of extra PVC and all, all the wire and the extra labor. And those but it holds her. But it's all expensive. But it's a lot. Like it's not. It's not yeah. just a tub. I mean, it's. Right. I mean, you're, it's an entire ecosystem in every one of them. And it's. Yep. All, I mean, you got a lot of racks. That's a lot of them there too. Yeah. So. I've thought about building one to bring to a show, just see what happens. You know, if it doesn't sell to four or five shows, I'll make yeah. custom buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap. No. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I need. Yeah. yeah, I've got some things that I need to move out of that particular room. I need to start making measurements because I'm going to need. That's my struggle with things. I'm like, ooh, let's get this. Ooh, let's get this. I had, okay, where are we going to put it? I what am a, I going to get rid of? I had a customer in here earlier with a tape measure measuring racks going, I have this much space. <laughs> Trying to figure out what he could fit in there. I love it. It's right. Oh, oh, Sean's oh, look, about to get Sean's got a microphone. We all, Sean, you're not the only one with a microphone. We have microphones, too. Because if I do this, then, then I can't see. I can't. I have to sit back <laughs> so everybody can see everybody. It bothers me. But with all the reptiles that we have, the plants take up more of my time. Really? Yes. I could see that. I, I mean, have you walked you, by her table? Imagine that plants. times like a thousand. But do you do, do you do them in a green? Do you have a greenhouse? Or I do. Do you, like, do you have a missing system on that where you can just turn it on and water everything at one time? Or? I don't. Ah, see, that's... And um, there's a lot of things that could make my life easier, but you know, with all that comes money too. So <laughs> I got to prioritize. Um, the biggest thing is having carnivorous and tropicals. I have to make RO water. I can't just go buy still oh, yeah. distilled water all the time. So we make RO water. Well, to make the system that I have to make one gallon of RO water takes 15 minutes. Can I ask what RO water is? Reverse osmosis. So mine's a five-stage, it's a filtration system. Okay. And it goes through five different stages. It filters out everything. <laughs> so it's zero 
That's it's, it's what saltwater tanks do. The, the, the saltwater okay. community is big on it. That's when people plumb their saltwater tanks into the water in their house. They plumb it through that, and they usually plumb it through their um, their reservoir, the the underneath for saltwater. My brain went blank. But it will auto top refugium. off. Yeah, refugium. It'll auto top off with RO water, so they're not using water that's chlorine or all the other minerals and everything in it. Because, like mm-hmm. you said, with hers, it's the minerals in there that hurt those those plants, and so it helps clean all that out. So 15 minutes for a gallon of water. Yes. And a gallon of water probably does not even put a dent in the plants that you have. No. So right now it's kind of crazy. The greenhouse is probably about 300 feet from the house. We have yet to pipe plumbing out to the greenhouse. So we have long water hoses out there right now for all the other plants. But I have the RO system set up in the kitchen and have the hose running out the window and we pump it into big blue barrels, Direct and then up. from there we put it into five-gallon buckets and tote it all the way out there. Oh, and it's a constant. We are making water every day and doing this. It's just wow. Like, yeah, that's, that's a lot of work for plants. So it's quite the workout. It's it is a lot of work, and then two with growing the plants outdoors, they're exposed to a lot more elements. Um, some people do get. I have plants over there that. There's been bites taken out of them from grasshoppers and such, and but not to be confused with the weird ass ones you have that holes have holes in them. No. Already, mm. they're on supposed purpose? to. No. Yeah. Those oh. are on purpose. Those are I haven't that, seen they those. Have a, they have a big, broad the, leaf, and the then Swiss cheese. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I try not to go by her table because that's where all of my extra money would go. And you're not great <laughs> with plants. And I'm not great with plants. <laughs> I know that about myself. And but they make me happy, so I will buy them and do my best possible to keep them alive. And then when they don't make it in six months, I will just buy more. And that's great for Kristen, but I get in trouble for that at home. <laughs> Robert's nodding his head like, yep. <laughs> well, like Megan was here yesterday, and she wanted so bad to buy that, that uh, Speckle King that Legault had back there. And she said, if I do, I'm going to end up divorced. Yeah. Because she's been bringing home too much, I guess. Yes. I think she's like me. She's running out of space. Yeah. It happens yeah, fast yeah. and easy. You keep thinking you have space. I, I don't. But you don't. I don't. My reptile room is full of my stuff. It can't be full of your stuff, too. I know. Just got to add another room. Yeah, that's Well, the podcast mm. takes up a whole room. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Plus, we just, we just need a different house. That's all it different is. Different layout. That's all. Bigger house with land so I can have my tortoises back. Anyways. So, so do you have anything other than geckos and plants? Um, we have tegus. Oh, wow. Um, and they're in outside cages. That makes it easier, though, being outside. Oh, uh, so, and they love it. They absolutely love it. Well, and around it. here, I mean, there's probably only like a week where you have to bring them in or lock them in a box or something to keep them warm. I, well, I'm closer to the Oklahoma border, and oh, okay. that's new for us. So I'm not sure how we're going to do it this year. Uh, winters are a little bit colder up yeah. here. Because um, I mean, they're a cold tolerant lizard, but they're not like ice cold tolerant yes. lizards. And they. This is their first year outside. They were in grow tents inside, um, and they brew mate anyway, regardless yeah. inside. Um, even if I don't change anything up, because sometimes I get off schedule with that, they still go down. <laughs> um, so I don't know if we'll just not put them in big tubs where they can burrow and just bring them inside. Or on the we did like these chicken coop runs that have like a whole big area that they can be sheltered from and yeah. we can close the door and we could add a heat lamp but i just don't know i don't know what we're doing so what i did in louisiana for my tortoises to have sulcatas 
Um, I'm not one of those, like, I'm going to put them in tub and bring them in for the winter. So I took concrete pavers. I flattened out a spot in the yard, concrete pavers down. And then I took cinder block and built cinder block walls all the way around it and, con and uh, used construction adhesive for that to hold it in place. And it's probably eight foot by four foot room for them. And then I filled every cinder block with sand to insulate it and kind of hold it together. And then I put like a, just a, one of those radiator styled heaters in there mm -hmm. with a fan so it just blows warm air through there. And when we had the ice storm last year, or two years, two years ago now, uh, it held, I think, like 72 degrees in there oh, wow. the entire time. Okay. Um, so I just, I just basically built them a bunker, and I lock them in when, on the cold days, and I can let them out in the yard on the warm days. So it's, it's always an idea you can build something that attaches to their outdoor pin, that they come in, close it off, heat them, and then open it up and let That's them back out. That's a good idea. Yeah, we're, we're just playing around with different ideas. We have no idea exactly what we're going to do yet. And it's been, like I said, since we moved, heat in the greenhouse has been a whole nother nightmare um this year we're gonna try a wood how do you do that <laughs> this year we're trying a wood burning stove Ooh. i'll let you know how that pans out but that I've seems like a lot of work way up north and they that's that's how they do theirs. so what james probably didn't know is that they make wood burning stoves now that are super super efficient mm -hmm. well i know up up north because like my, my family lives in virginia and i'll go around and for the house they they use these giant wood burning outdoor oh, furnaces yeah. that plumb pump the air warm my, air back in the house. My cousin that lives down near us several years ago, he had a wood burning stove that he bought. It's a big, I mean, it's nice. It was not cheap. Mm -hmm. And I went in and built him a false wall because you have to have a, like a stone wall behind it, but it has to have a, a one inch air gap between that and the drywall for air to circulate. And it also sets off the ground so it doesn't get too hot behind it. That thing, I mean, he puts like, Two little pieces of wood like that, and the freaking house would be so hot you can't even breathe. Really? If you're not careful. And it's 4,000 square foot house. Oh, wow. And it heats the whole house. Yeah, they're, oh, wow. if you get the right one, they're yeah. very efficient. It's got forced air, you know, it yeah. pushes air out of it and stuff. But that thing is, I think it was probably two grand. So Kristen's just gonna build a rainforest in her backyard. Pretty, I mean, that's kind of how it is. It's, it's getting there. Um, is it just like in the summer, unbearably humid and hot when you walk in there? So on mine, you can roll up the sides. Gotcha. There With you the go. the sides down, it is... Murder. Yes, it's horrible. It is so humid. It's like walking into a sauna. Yeah, for a fat guy, that's no way I'm doing that. Um, <laughs> and then, but you roll up the sides and it's, it's, it's nice. So... Nice is a relative term there. I'm still fat. It's still hot it, outside. It's, you know, as nice as it can be. <laughs> but... With having the sides rolled up, of course, grasshoppers get in. We're still battling grasshoppers. They like the plant. I mean, I can't use any pesticide because I need all my plants yeah. reptile safe. So it's a never-ending battle, and some people don't understand that my plants are not always perfect because of that. Yeah, and then you have to explain. It's I imagine, especially with, with plants, it's a... Uh, it's very education intensive versus some other things sold at a reptile show. Because yes. a lot of people think that it's, it's very simple, but there are, there's care sheets or there's rules to take care of a plant, same as there are for taking care right. of a gecko. It is pretty simple, but there can be a lot to it. Oh, hey, man. Some people hey, don't hey, understand hey. all the work that goes in behind it either. So yeah, it's it, a lot. And when you're not using pesticides, I will tell you that things can wipe your entire crop out really whether we try to do a garden this this year 
and the grasshoppers completely wiped our entire crop out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, your yard, your entire setup though is, is grasshopper friendly when it comes to I me mean, because it's just you've got yes. a buffet. If you open up the sides yes. of your greenhouse and anything but else. But because of the crop, I think they left a lot of the other alone. So I might just keep growing. It may be the tree dog. Growing <laughs> there. Growing plants. And so we can. So we've gotten chickens now and ducks and Those we're hoping help. that helps some especially towards the front we've got 10 acres now so it's just we're we're not about using pesticides for yeah. any of that stuff so it's really hard to find anything that works i hear chickens are good for flies i imagine they'd be good for I mean, they're little tiny dinosaurs turkeys are actually better with grasshoppers yeah but then you gotta have turkeys but we've got neighbor turkeys that come <laughs> over and visit three of them so funny <laughs> and ducks so, I don't know. That's Just, exciting. I, I walk by and you've got so many things on the table. Like it's, it's I overwhelming to me because I'm not a plant person. But like, I imagine a plant person walks up and like, oh no, I'm, it's it's like us walking to a reptile table. Like, okay, we get this. It's it's very simple, but it's it's a very neat setup. And I've always loved carnivorous plants. I think that's I love the two things. I love carnivorous plants and succulents. Those are my two favorite things. See, and succulents, I really hate them. Oh. <laughs> I have an app on my phone called Picture This, and it allows me to take a photograph of any type of plant, mm -hmm. and it will tell me what it is. It gives me all these cool, interesting facts about it. But then what's also really awesome is it tells me, like, your plant needs this type of care. Like, your plant is sick, and this okay. is how you can fix it. So I've been keeping a lot more stuff alive since I've gotten this app, app. Um, which is helpful. But it's just, that's really fun for me. So I'll go over and I'll, like, take pictures of stuff, and then I'll start researching the plant before I decide to get it to make sure that it's something I can care for. That way, when you're busy with somebody else, I'm not right. taking that's up really, all of your time. I've heard of that app. I have yet to download it it's or try the, it. Chris is like, I don't need app. that app. I can just look at the plant and tell you what I it mean, is. Yeah. It's the only app I've ever paid for. It was like $2. And I'm like, you know what? This is 100% worth it. Because at the time, we were at Girl Scout camp, and we were teaching the girls oh, about the plants okay. on the hiking trails. Mm -hmm. And we were having an issue with poison ivy and things like that. And so the girls were learning how to spot it on their own. And then they'd be like, all right, Miss Katie, take a picture. Let's make sure we're right. And so that's what I would do. And it was really great for them to, to have that because I, I, I can tell you what not to touch, and that's about all I got. Right. <laughs> well, plants are in it because bioactive has become a huge thing. And so you can really get – it's kind of like, uh, like salt water. I mean, a lot of our hobbies are like salt water. Mm -hmm. And uh, people get into salt water tanks, and they really get into the fish, but then they go – really get into the, the corals and all the, all that stuff. And that's kind of what happens with bioactive. I think people get into it and they realize, oh, the animal's not the only cool looking thing I can have inside this cage. Mm -mm. And I've noticed, cause I've been doing bioactive for probably with the Cresties for like 12 years now. And I've just seen a, a big difference. Like yeah. they seem to thrive a little, their appetite seems better. It holds humidity more. in there much better for them. It does. Um, and I think I really wish someone would do some more research on the crested geckos, um, kind of like the whole Dave Kaufman thing with going to Africa yeah. on the balls, going. Because I don't think maybe that'll keeping, be his next plan. I do geckos. not think we're keeping them right. Oh, I'm sure we're not at all. I'm sure. We, so I'm sure we are keeping them enough for them to to thrive. Right. But there's definitely. A lot different to thriving in what's actually happening in nature, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's that's one thing our hobby. Our hobby is pretty good at figuring out how to make something thrive. 
Yes. But it may not be thriving the way it would if it was in the wild. It doesn't have all the kind of things. So Yeah, I think the humidity is higher. Um, I don't know. There's just some things that I've seen a little bit different with the whole bioactive. So are you telling me they don't live in a plastic box with paper towel in the wild? No. Oh, that's I don't weird. I think so. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how I always see them. Now, the, the, so carnivorous plants, you, they do well. Are there any carnivorous plants you sell that you're like, nah, I still wouldn't put that in with an animal? Like, if you want a carnivorous plant because it's cool, that's fine, but it may not do well as a bioactive plant. Or is that all carnivorous plants? I've... I've never, I've never went that route. I've kind of wanted to. People are very curious about the sundews and pitcher plants in um, bioactive. Yeah. Um, the thing with the sundews, I don't know if something's constantly trampling over the plant, if it would make it or not. Yeah, because I've watched crests. They're not graceful. <laughs> um, people talk about the dart frogs all the time. Well, I'd be afraid the dart frogs would get in, like, the nepenthes and the juices and, and maybe not be able to get out. Or So that would probably work with, like, a big tree frog. They'd probably be fine with something like that, They maybe. would be okay. Um, but, like, like I said, the little sundews, their sticky isn't going to hold any of those animals, but just going across it on a regular basis, Wearing I'm not it down. sure how long it would hold up to that stress. That's a good well, point. Well, because, like, the Venus flytrap only has so many times it will open and close right yeah, before that trap dies. I always suggest no on the Venus flytraps just because it would be too much of a... Well, when people pain. buy one and they want to press the little hairs to make it close, I'm like, stop that. If it's not getting any food, you're just wasting energy in that plant. It is, and they, they start turning black and dying, and everybody... It's better if you want to trigger it to give it food that way but you know that's that's my livelihood too and so if I go to, go to a show and everybody's pop 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 sticking their fingers in there and then I go home and I have a show in two weeks and I go out there to take the same plants that I had and they're all dying yeah. I can't bring those to shows so I have to go and pull others to bring the shows so when when I had the one in my classroom that I had for so long on the very first day that I brought it I had a little bitty mealworm uh, like a half of a mealworm. It was teeny tiny, but just enough. And I was like, all right, everyone watch. We're going to film this. We're going to put it on our Google Classroom page so you can watch it all you want. Because, and I gave them the speech, you know, they can only close this many times. And so they all got to watch it do its thing. And then I was feeding it, so I didn't feel bad about wasting yeah. mm -hmm. its energy. Right. And then we posted the video for any kid that was absent that day. And I'm like, I will write you up and send you to the office if you touch my plant. <laughs> do not play with me. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't kill the plant, but essentially you, it should be getting something out of that. Yeah. And it happens. When it rains, sometimes they get get popped. I mean, traveling up here with them, it, they sometimes get triggered. It's I've, just... I've watched a video on them, and, and there's three little hairs in the mouth. Mm -hmm. And the way it works is you can touch one, and then basically a timer is set. And it clo if the other one is touched within that timer, then it closes. Yep. And if it just touches the one, it won't, so it doesn't waste it on... If maybe a raindrop hits one, or if, or if the bug comes in, touches it, and leaves, and touches one, they, so they wait for it to kind of get farther into the mouth. It's a really cool thing. Yeah, those little trigger hairs, they have to be for it to like close really quickly. Those hairs on each side of the mouth have to be triggered at the exact same time, touched. Yeah. For it to, mm -hmm. to shut. My students, we had class jobs, and one of our jobs was a gardener, and they were responsible for making sure the water trays were, you know, they used the right water and all that mm -hmm. good stuff. 
And that was one of the things that they would, would love is that when they'd come in and they'd be like, oh, there's something in it and it's closed. So, like, obviously a fly in the classroom mm-hmm. had landed. and Or they would be like, all right, we've got one that's dying, but nobody touch it. Leave it alone because it will eventually fall off. Mm-hmm. And they would notice, like, new growth would start Didn't coming. Have, like, like new ones. flowers grow from yours? Did you have something, like, sp- sprout up from one of your, those plants? They're like, what is that? I don't think it was a Venus flytrap. I think it was another one of my plants. But I did have something that flowered, and we didn't know it was supposed to flower. I don't remember I don't what, what it was, was now, though. They do shoot up. Maybe it was a Venus flytrap. A flower, and I don't know if I can say this or not, but it you reminds can. me of a penis. Go for when it. it. Yeah, starts yeah. Coming totally up. Yeah. And they flower. You can either... I tell people the first time, let them flower. Let them. I may or may not have talked to you about that. And you were like, it may take energy from the rest of the plant yes. if you leave it so you can cut it if you want. I'm like, well, we'll leave it for like a week and then we'll mm-hmm. get rid of it. So, yeah, if you so cut it, it in the if drop. it gets, I don't know, probably about three inches or so, you can cut it off and mm-hmm. actually shove it down in soil and you might get a strike of a new oh, that's fly cool. trap out of it because there's so much energy in that. It uses so much energy to shoot that flower stalk up. Mm-hmm. So your plant just kind of slows down on growth and they'll flower 10 plus times sometimes in one year, in oh, one wow. season. And, um, but it just slows the other part of the plant down. Yeah. Right. But that's what it's mm-hmm. supposed to do. So it's. So how much of your plants are you producing yourself versus having to get in? So all the carnivorous I produce. Oh wow, that's myself. That's a lot. Um, most of them is what you would consider clones. It's all division. Yeah. It's every, after they go dormant and that's when everything's swelling up and they're gonna divide and clone themselves. And then spring, I divide them if they're ready. Um, I did actually let a whole bunch seed flower and seed. Um, I did some cross-pollination to see. So I have not planted them yet. But, yeah, you just go out there and get a little paintbrush and cross-pollinate. That's cool. Just the fact that you know how to do that is so cool (laughs) to me. I know how to do that. Well, I know, but, like. Gregor Mendel did it. That's how you say people. The fact that people do it, like, it just. It blows the my other mind. Kicker, I think that's so cool. So when you cross-pollinate the plants, the biggest kicker is after you do that, you ha- you need to put, um, I use those jewelry mesh bags mm-hmm. yeah. and put it over the flower and pull it So that nothing hot. else can. So nothing else comes and messes up that cross-pollination. So you know exactly what you crossed. Because if a bee comes behind you, right. you don't know you what don't it had know. on it. Before. Yeah, so, yeah so. so the folks that get into... Uh, reptiles like ball pythons, corsics, whatever, because they love the genetics. Mm-hmm. You can do it with plants. Like yeah. there's, there's a whole process with plants there. Yeah. And I mean, you're feeding them a little less. You don't have to thaw out rats for them. So, <laughs> no. so it's a little. I say it's a little easier. It's got its own issues. There you go. People have buy exoterras and create a whole little terrarium just for, just for carnivorous plants. That's you cool. Have a whole cool setup with. Oh no, I want to do that. That'd be really cool. It'd be cool in your. Your zoo at your school. I don't care about them. I want, I want it for me. Oh, okay. Where oh. are you going to put it at the house? We already had this conversation. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you should get online and, we'll and look there. at some. Don't I mean, tell them that. Yeah, I can get There's some, some really cool ones. Put some BibTech we'll lights on that. it. Yep, yep. Fuck These vendors walking by have no respect for our podcast. And they Jared Gold wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> Poor, poor Jared. 
Have you really? Have you been stringing him along, James Lewis? I, I have. Not purposely, but now that it, I think about it, this it is, is kind of fun. You're I'm next. Fix this. Jared's next. Jared I'm gonna fix just this. You're hurting in front his of me. heart. Oh, his heart. I thought he was rubbing his nipple. <laughs> That's my bad. All right, All well, right. let's let her get back to so her Chris, table. Kristen, if people want to get a hold of you and find awesome carnivorous plants or crusties. Um, you can hit me up on Facebook. Just type in Crusty Works and Carnivorous Plants. Um, Instagram, I'm on there. Um, Crusty Works under that. And then www.crustyworks.com is another place to reach me. Do you do a lot of Instagram? It just seems like you have kind of a big collection that would be good if you kept up with I guess that's kind of the hard part with Instagram. He doesn't keep up with up it. With so, it. I've been doing it lately. My kids are 19 and 22, and they're like, Mom, you need to really get with Instagram. You do. Um, I, I'm trying to do better. I still don't understand how everything works, but I've been trying. I don't I have don't, one, I so only it's understand okay. how to post a picture. That's about it. I, I know, don't have better. One. I know there's so. reels, I think, or video. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm but trying. I've gotten to where I try to go in, like, my snake, my reptile room, and I'll take pictures of, like, two or three reptiles. Mm -hmm. And so that for the next six or seven days, I got pictures. Every two or three days, I'll put a picture out. Just so I have constant stuff. So that when I'm when I got babies coming and I start posting babies, I have a following of people that have been following my pictures. Because yes. I know a lot of people... I know I'm not going to say they sell animals on Instagram because you're not supposed to sell animals on Instagram, but... That's how you get your people, though. People may see your animals on Instagram and message I need to do better at scheduling posts. So you can do posts way ahead of time and put in there what time and date. Yeah, I got to figure that part out. I don't, yeah. And that's another thing. But I just forget. I don't know. I forget. Like a, a short little video of like a Venus flytrap closing on eating something right. would be when people would go ape Everybody's like, you need to do more videos and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know. Because the sundews, don't they? They, they stick, but then they kind of all like fold in on. Some do. You some know? fold up like a taco and some curl up. Yeah. It sounds like you need to like cook your kids' favorite dinner one night and be like, hey, go this is pictures. for you <laughs> if you run my Instagram for me. I know. <laughs> go take pictures. Because that's totally film, something I would film do. Film a few short videos. Our and then child's give them not them. allowed to have Instagram, so that's why she doesn't have it yet. Well, the girl that the, the daughter that lives <laughs> the home. The girl. The girl. She she's the behind. She's socially awkward. She's behind the scenes, but she doesn't do too much on social media. It's my son, and he's away in college. So yeah, it, it's a little. But we need to do more things because everybody loves videos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and those, so like, I guess if we have like a listener who is like an Instagram guru, <laughs> yeah, hit us up. Maybe Please, you can us teach out. us a class. Okay, some of those things would be great for a little short video. Like those short videos of the mm -hmm. Venus flytraps, people will love that stuff. Speaking of kids, I just got a message from from Lily up No Drama Llama because our kids been hanging out at her table all weekend. And it says, your child has tried two new Jamaican candies. You know damn well how I offered those to my oh, kids. She said no. I walked Lily. up there yesterday. <laughs> she was eating like this uh, sausage. Yep. And I was like, had I offered that sausage 100%. to my kid? She just said, no, I don't want that. Lily and I had this conversation yesterday. She was like, oh, Joe tries new foods with me all the time. I was like, Bullshit. this is why I love for her to hang out with you. Mm -hmm. Because if one of us offer it, she won't. Here's the problem. She may like it right now. I could offer the same thing tomorrow. No, I'm good. Mm -hmm. It's easier to say no to the mom and dad versus somebody else. Yeah. That's where I think it's Well, bad. I'm going to make her living with other people. She also behaves fabulously oh, for yeah. everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I'm 100% fine with that. Yeah. All right, so. let's let let's let Chris get back. Kristen, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. It was I was really stressing about this. You You're guys. not the only one. Everyone Every does. person we've interviewed this weekend is like, oh. I, don't, I don't know what people are expecting, but like it's they, I, it's nothing. We're just gonna hear and talk. I don't know. Yeah, but it was good. <laughs> it I, wasn't bad at all. I enjoyed it. Love it. All right, thank you. Thank you. And we will be back later. Bye. All right, we are back for probably our last interview for the Conroe Show. No, sir. 
I'm going to keep we telling. We will have two more interviews, this one and one more. I keep telling Jared every show that I'm going to interview him, and then by the end of the show, I forget that I told Jared I'd interview him. You forget in quotations? Sometimes I forget. Sometimes it's <clears throat> just fun to fuck with Jared. Yeah. All right. So our guest now is Julia. So for, this is a, you're the first kid we've ever had on. You are. And we have kids hey, we've ever had. Of the, the devil, there's Jared. Oh, there is Jared. You're the first not. Jared, there's a child. <laughs> my God. This is, why, this is why we don't have Jared on. Oh, my gosh. I feel special. <laughs> so you are. You are the first. Julia, Juliana. I don't want to mess up. Julia. Juliana. <laughs> I was going to say daddy-o. Didio. Juliana Didio. And her business name is? Fuck. <laughs> Jules's Noodles. What the hell is... <laughs> now I've got Douglas Ray White oh, just staring at me. I'm so sorry. It's 100% the other vendors. It is not oh, you, honey. That's because of where so we're confused. at. It is. So Douglas Ray White was standing in the door making There's Douglas Ray White. <laughs> just so you know, next show you're at, you're, you're doing another interview. So We're making great radio here. It is. It's great radio. <laughs> it's great. Doug's wearing a tan shirt, fishy <laughs> shirt, his Nila reptiles. He's got a gray goatee. Yep. Gray hair. Gray because he's old. He's old. All right. And I forgot his wife's wiener at home. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> he left my my wife's wiener at home. Yeah. It's he, a wiener dog cut he, out that says wiener life on it. That's, that's not what he said, Doug. <laughs> you may need to talk to your wife. There's a, there's a child here, there Doug. There's a child here. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and, now, and now that child has met Douglas Ray White. You know what, though? Her parents allow her to vend at Herp shows, so that right uh, there, I mean, that's just what you get. So let's get back to Jules's noodles. Uh, so we, we've had had your parents on. We had Dak and Taylor on, I don't know, like a little while back. Five episodes, six episodes? Well, when this comes sure. out, it could be eight, nine episodes. But we had them on and talked retics, but you do not breed retics. No. What do you breed? Ball pythons. <laughs> the best snake alive, obviously. So many problems. I freaking love this. Why did I agree kid, to this interview? Because. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, ball pythons. What, what kind of ball pythons do you have? Oh, okay. We got um, a cinnamon candino. Okay, that's that's definitely a ball python. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and then I got a normal het candy. I got two of those. I got a candino. And then I got a pastel. A. Um, banana, a pastel Mojave. Wow. A uh, a banana pied. I have a banana pied. I, and I know one of those. I have one of those. You know what that one is? I I'm do. so oh, proud. You know what that one is? I own four total ball pythons, <laughs> and that is one of them. Do you know there's a Candino oh for gosh. sale on my table right now? Oh. Anyways. Um, <laughs> she does not care. I have... And then I have a Mojave Sugar, which just um, had her clutch of eggs. How many eggs? Three. That's so cute. So I know, like, right? You're, you have your three eggs next to your parents' retakes clutch of like A million? 50? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, it's, now you got her whole list. She's of, got her list. I love it. Um, I have an Inferno. Oh. I don't know if that's... I okay, forgot. We're going to be Googling all this. <laughs> this is what I do we. with ball pythons. I Google it so that I can see what's going on. So I so, did you get into reptiles because your parents do reptiles? Um, no, I so I was really afraid of snakes at first. Like I, they took a boa out and I screamed and ran across the room. 
and I just started because I started to love snakes. So I just figured, oh, I love snakes, and I can just start breeding. And so then it just became a hobby. Did your parents punish you by making you choose ball pythons? No, I chose. Oh, okay. Just, I, didn't I just don't like retics. I didn't He's know if you not had a done fan some, of ball pythons. I didn't pythons. know if you had done something wrong, and they're like, you I have to start with ball pythons because you are a bad kid. No. I'm an angel. What do you and they mean? wouldn't let you get like... <laughs> the look I'm, from your mother's I'm face right now. I'm this table. That is... You know, this is oh. saved forever. These lies will be saved forever. You good, Mom? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, Better be good. so how many years have you been breeding? One year. This is, this first is your clutch. first year. Awesome. Right? This is your first clutch, the three eggs you have? Yes. Yes. So how are you, have, do you have any other clutches coming this year, or is everything going to breed next year? What, what do you have? Um, I have three other snakes breeding right now. Okay. That's exciting. I mean, I guess. It's still ball python. But it's her first, like... You get so excited every time any babies are born at our house. He comes, oh, yeah. don't even. He comes running through the house. We have baby snakes. There's we, baby yeah. snakes. Yeah. He starts texting Robert. He you starts have texting John Grant. Should have been a thousand miles away from his snakes <laughs> when the rainbow boat was in Amarillo and the rainbow boat. Oh, oh yeah, that was. Uh, I do get excited, but sambo's are so much cooler than ball. No, they are not. No. Babies are babies, and they're awesome. You say that, but baby retakes are not babies. They come, they come out a they little larger. They are very than large. Typical baby snake. Excuse you. Do so. not talk to your mom. You are on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just children these days. Okay, so, so I do have to know though. How old are you? Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen, and and you are going to breed your first ball pythons. Yay! This is awesome. All right, James, there's a child. Now I got. These vendors at this these, show they are rough today. should not be allowed around. Oh, 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 sorry, Robert showed me a pretty snake, and now I'm... <laughs> Your mom's doing it, too. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Just If you are still apparently, listening apparently to this podcast Apparently having a kid on doesn't today, mean that we have to act We greatly different. appreciate you. And now James <laughs> is tweaking, twerking, not tweaking. He's twerking. You know how much to twerk, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jules. That's this is ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so what, what do you? What else do you have breeding right now? Oh, oh. pull up the records. Oh God, this phone's falling all over the table. <laughs> I have a lesser Enchi het pied. Wait, lesser Enchi het pied. Okay. Um, a bumblebee. That's that spider in it, right? A uh, pastel spider. Okay. Uh, Enchi firefly. So are these breeding or are these just what you have? These are all I have. What do, what so do you have? So which ones are, you, are paired together right oh, now? Oh, okay. I have a normal het candy to a candino, another normal het candy to a, that same candino. All right. Candy, candino is albino and candy, right? Yes. What is candy? It's its own thing. Uh, yeah. It's, well, I know that. I just don't know what it looks like. I'll show you. Candino is candy and albi albino. I know that. And so what is the candy? Is it, It's its own... It, it makes it like... I want to say it makes it brighter. That. Okay. Oh, oh wow. That's almost oh, like... Oh, Robert pulled up a picture. So if you're not sure what a candy ball python is... It kind of looks it. like a... Uh, it's beautiful. Like a banana almost in that picture. I don't know if that's how they all... But it's very light colored. So I imagine it makes the albino... The candinas are very bright Can colored. Candy yes. and toffee are the same gene. The people, the, people call it the same. It's just like, you know... Gotcha. So apparently, ball python guys really liked candy at the time. Yeah, that's funny. So, so we've got. You're so you've to got produce, those. You're hoping to produce those. candy head albinos. Yeah, candinos. Candinos. Okay. 
I was trying to follow what, okay, so you're hoping to produce Candinos, okay. So you've got the one Candino male with two females yes. that are the same genetically. Yes. Okay. So with ball pythons, I'm assuming you're planning on adding because no one can like just have like mm-hmm. a handful. You're gonna have to have like 30,000 ball pythons, right? How many, what, what is the next ball python you wanna buy? Um, the, can, the Candino on uh, Robert Sable? No. Oh, sorry, Robert, I tried. Um, <laughs> I already have, like, three Candinos, so. So, um, so if you could buy anything at this show, did you see anything you were like, oh, I really like that snake? And you can't say a retake on your parents' table. Definitely not a retake. Yeah, that's They're good boring. Name. I was going to say, oh, I don't wow. think she's a retake kind of girl. This is why you guys stuck with Definitely, Pythons, you're being punished. Um, an orange dream. This is, like, one of my favorites. Do you just want orange dream, or do you want, are there different things you want with it? Because, because from if you're gonna breed ball pythons, single gene animals are tricky because there's not a lot of people that'll buy them. So you gotta think ahead if you're wanting like two or three gene animals. So what else would you want with Orange Dream? You've got her wheels turning now. You're She's gonna, gonna, gonna to, be going home and like better. making notebooks and seeing what what she might want. So you like the Candino look though, if that's yeah. what you're going for. Yeah, that's well, really cool. She has cool. like 17 of them. That's awesome. From what though. I heard, there's a, she has 37 Candinos. I have like said she's three. She said she had three. It's close. That is nowhere near the same number. It's about the same. So, is there anything other than ball pythons that you want to get into as well? Obviously, not retics. Boas. Boas. See, that's, there a, we go. Do you have a specific can, type of boa that you prefer over another? Like, do you like the red tails that get big? Or do you like sand boas that say small, or? Her brain just melted. <laughs> she is Probably the red tail boas. Okay, are there any go. morphs in red tail boas? Because I do red tail boas. So no. I, can, I understand what we're talking about. So you like the traditional look on a snake? Yeah. You okay. Don't want, you don't want like hypo, albino, jungle, any no. of so boring. <laughs> this is you no. Know, this is why we don't have kids on. You know what though? I think this works because our daughter has talked about this before, and she doesn't like like corn snakes. She doesn't like. I'm so sorry. What happened? There was there was a, a small child who was unhappy and laid down on the floor, and the dad just picked him up by the shirt <laughs> like a suitcase and just toted him. That's what we do. Was it was fantastic, and I <clears throat> want so to here's the, here's the problem. Have you ever seen like kids uh, their diet? You know, their, their taste buds aren't fully formed, so they don't <laughs> like good stuff. So it's like they all eat chicken nuggets. I, I, yeah, I think that's the same thing with snakes. They're not, they're not fully formed yet, so they or, don't like good snakes yet. Or here's my thought on this, and then Jules, you can weigh in. You can weigh in on this because I think this is, I think this is, this is how it is. I think that the kids that are coming into the hobby are seeing all of these hets and all of these different morphs, but then they're trying to get back to the simpler. I think you're giving kids way things. too much credit. Because, like, our daughter likes the plain, normal-looking corn And our snake, daughter's weird. And you can't find that. You can't find a simple corn snake. Well, yeah. They don't exist. And There's that like unhappy for kid. This oh, that's good sound in the back. Oh, yeah. Enjoy Aww. that. You can feel like you're at a show right now. <laughs> Just get the ambiance of the kids screaming. There goes Jared uh, Dole again. Still not going to be on this podcast. Oh, stop it. Focus on your oh, guest sorry. at hand. Sorry, you're sorry. starting to make me angry. I'm focusing So. But I mean, maybe that's maybe that's just what she likes, and that's what she wants to stick with for now. Until her senses get in tune with what's actually going on, and she realizes that there's better things out there. 
that's the Bob pythons are just the best snake, period. See, she is set in her ways. She knows what she yeah. likes. She says that while they have how many retics in the house? Retics suck. But they're not her retics. Oh. <laughs> it's about to not be her house if either. You, if you <laughs> that's that, fine with me. That is a you moment, Mom, not a me moment. <laughs> hey, we, Rachel's we can edit that out. Y'all want Taylor to sit in for yeah, me? Yeah, Taylor, 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 come down here. Oh, there Robert you go. go. Robert's got to go handle the So we're going to bring Taylor in now. Taylor is Jules' uh, oh, mom. No. Juliana's. Jules is like, wait, wait, what's happening? I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I just want to set the record straight. I'm not here to back her up on anything. <laughs> That's just rude. <laughs> straight up rude. All right. So I know at, so at our house, for example, my snakes are not in the snake room. So They're also not your snakes. I have mine. a few that are mine. I get that we bought them as Focus. yours, but when someone Lewis. feeds and cleans them. Focus. So where do you keep, like, do you have your own space for your animals? So I have a rack system that's in my bedroom. And so you handle everything with your snake. Yes. Very cool. Everything. I have you, you throw out the rats, you feed the rats to them. You, yes. You clean all the bedding, you water, you check on everything. Yes. Is it true? Okay. It's true. Just making sure. <laughs> but I do have so one sometimes snake. She says she does all the things, but you also tend to say that, and you've never fed a snake. She has one snake in our I... rack downstairs, but it's only because she doesn't have space upstairs in her rack. But Sounds I like still take care of that one snake. No. There you go. <laughs> There's only her. one rack of ball pythons in that house, and there will always only be one rack of ball pythons. Actually, get it right. There's two. I have two racks, one on top, one on bottom. They're just Get tall. that straight. And then you're going to need a baby rack. Yeah. Wholesale. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> right out of the egg. Just someone buy them all. Excuse me. That's so I know funny. funny. All right, so do your friends ever come over to see the snakes? One of my friends, she loves them. She is always like, can I hold this one? Can I hold this one? She loves them. But the rest of my friends, they now, just come over to hang out. Does she come, does she love your snakes or the real ones, the retics in the other room? Retics suck. She, I mean, she likes one of them. She's 13. She knows how to do laundry, dishes. She's looking for a new home. <laughs> yeah, I am looking for a new home, guys. Like, and, there's a, yeah. and there's a rack of ball pythons. I'll take the ball pythons with me. I was just thinking. I'll take the ball pythons with me. It's okay. Basically, someone can get a rack of ball pythons and then do whatever you want. You get rid of the kid. <laughs> wholesale. I don't know. She does laundry and dishes. That's true. That that is true. I'll just like come a, over to y'all's house, take like my a, ball pythons with me. Oh, no, you won't. I have four. That's four too many. Oh, anyways. Uh, so are you that, like, have you become known yet as the weird snake girl at school? If kind it's of. It's going to happen. I was gonna just going to say, how many people out, at the weird school snake know? Um, last year I was known as the snake girl. Yeah, you will be forever. As long as you own snakes, you become so, known as the weird snake person. So here's a question. This question is going to make you think for a minute. So if you were to give advice to any other vendor kids or any other kids any kid. yeah. whose parents are real into reptiles and maybe they don't want to be known as the snake kid or the lizard kid or anything like that, what would you say to them to make them more okay with being labeled as the weird kid? Because people that vend these shows get labeled as the weird people quite often. Some of them were labeled as weird before they I got I mean, I've been house. weird my whole life. Normal is just setting on the dryer. But, um, you know, what would you what would you say to another kid who is known as, like, the weird Might get picked on for liking reptiles. I would say it's there's nothing wrong with reptiles because they're just, they're really fun to have and keep and it's a really fun hobby. So, like, Shouldn't be ashamed of it. Like, I like it. 
I, I told her to follow her dreams and what she loves and not have to fit in that box with everyone. So, so as a, she did it. As a parent who had a kid that was obviously afraid of snakes, what was the process for you to get her over that oh, fear? Oh, holy moly. Just <laughs> shove her in a box full of retakes Can, can and walk I just out? say what happened? Yes. Go Tell ahead. your story. Okay, so we had a boa that we gave to... TJ. TJ's constrictors. And basically, she took it out and... I started screaming and crying, and I ran across the room because I was so scared of it. She she had to tell me that snakes did not have teeth, so I would pet it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, what a huge I lie! Mean, that's a good parent knowing how to lie parents properly. Parents can, if you can lie and get away with it, then I feel like that's they, a parenting. They still win. have no teeth. What are you talking about? And then I would, and like, it, and then I started holding it. I I would want to hold it every day. I'd spray it. I give it water, and then I'm like. And then I bought my first snake at, um, what was it? NARBC. NARBC. From Will Banks. She saved okay. up six Four, months worth of allowance, $440. And what was it? A banana. Just a regular banana? But she bought cool. her husbandry. She bought everything except for the 40-gallon aquarium that we bought for her, and that was it. That's cool. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So where does money for rodents come from? Their bank account. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my job. They got to feed their animals, too. At least All right. honest. So what you're so, saying is so that when those three eggs hatch say. and they get sold, that is now rat money. Correct. Yep. No. Yeah. No, we actually, we have worked out a system for her to where when she starts breeding and she has her babies to sell, 50% um, of it will go into a savings for her. 25% goes back to us for food. And that other 25% can go in her pocket. We well, never talked good. about the food part. There when you go. Yes, no, we did not. You're stinky you, to eat. So you have a similar system set up with our daughter when she does... When, when she's on the well, random occasion, she does something. It changes. But when she's like, decides she wants to sell something, you have a similar thing set up mm. for her. Well, yeah. You got to earn your keep. Yeah. Period. I mean, we're doing the electricity. We're paying for the housing. We bought the racks. We bought the snakes, you know, originally. I, look, so. I, didn't, I just had to buy rats, and it wasn't that many, and it's expensive. Yeah. It's not my fault you had a kid. You can sell all the ball pythons, you know. We don't have to go there. So we, can, don't give her ideas. Don't give her ideas now. Say, I'm, I'm thinking maybe some more laundry and dishes to help cover the cost of those rats. I actually, <laughs> I do random checks in her room for her snakes. Nice. So I check the husbandry. I check the water. I check the temps. I check everything. If something's out of whack, she knows that she has one chance to fix it. And if not, and she goes to that snake randomly one day and it's missing, she knows why. I had a similar yeah. rule with Lego in my house. The first time I stepped on a Lego, they were all getting trashed. You're not throwing away my Lego. And I've never stepped on a Lego in my house before. It's beautiful. Because <laughs> they cost too much. It to hurts around. so badly. They do. They are terrible. They cost a lot of money, too, and I can't leave them laying around. <laughs> that's, that's money. But uh, do you ever help with the retics? Sometimes, if I, I want to. I feel like that's a no. She does. Oh, okay. She, she'll help me out if I'm cleaning out one of the big kids and I need her to hold something. or Kids? Hey. Well, she feeds well, them, babies. takes care of yeah. them, and, and those don't talk back. So, <laughs> really, they're doing better than the previous one. <laughs> oh, man. It's true. It's true. So, what is your next big purchase? Are you, do you have something planned out that you're like, I'm Are you saving up for anything? No. So right now it's you great are business plan. It's right it. now you are content with what you have. You're happy with that. Yeah, I also just don't have any room. Okay. That's, that's when you sell breeders and buy new ones. No. 
Well, this is not going to work out for you. It's going to be a rough business. She'll get there. She'll get there. You I think she's in that happy stage right now. She's got, you know, all the snakes that she's wanted. She's content with her pairings. And she's still got years for the pairings to grow up. Yeah. Some of them are still juveniles. So, I mean, two, two and a half years. Just like Billy. Billy is her banana pied. <laughs> and so, then there's Dax Jr. She named all the snakes after real life people. It's kind of threat. Yeah, so what happens Billy, when, they, when you Jack. have to sell them or they die? Oh, um. That's going to be know. messed up. <laughs> Like, don't kill Dax Jr. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Why not? What if you have to sell it? What is Dax Why not? Jr.? What, what, wait, a what clown. <laughs> Just like him. <laughs> I legit did oh, not know that. Oh, look who it is. There's Dax. <laughs> Poor man. Yeah, see? He's a clown. We just heard about Dax Jr. <laughs> <laughs> there's Dax Jr. There's Jack. There's Heidi. There's Billy. Now There's wait a minute though. Have you did you purchase Jack and Heidi from Jack and Heidi? Yes. Okay. I can go. <laughs> and then with Billy this. I can is follow from, this. Billy is from Bill Siegel. Oh, nice. Very cool. And I'm not naming one James, just so you know. Uh, I, please you don't. Won't be please reading don't name. About Maybe I will, just because you said please don't. <laughs> you know what though? You could get a Colombian Reptail. No. So wait, if you like, you, you, you went to Bill Siegel and got a ball python over a green tree. I want a green tree, but um, someone won't let me get it. Well, I mean, until we have the space, as, there's yeah. not a green tree going. I can, I can, I can see that. Plus, you, you haven't really thought into the future. You haven't thought about selling any of your animals to get new animals. No. It's gonna be rough. <laughs> I don't know that she's gonna be able to part with babies very easy, Mom. No. That's why. Well, I'm not allowed to name our babies for one reason. Because if you name it, patches? you get attached. Listen, patches was very difficult to let go. Okay. If you, if you name it, you're attached at that no, point. I don't even name animals I own, let alone babies. I, I own stuff that's purchased or, or gotten just to be a pet. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's always going to be a pet, it'll get a name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. Like, the stuff from my classroom. I'm going to name Bill's Candino James. <laughs> and then um, yeah, I'm yeah. going to name one Taylor Jr. Better be a feisty one. So funny. Oh. No. <laughs> You're small and feisty. She's big and feisty. All right. So if people want to talk to you about your collection. Do you have a Facebook yet or an Instagram? Do they, do they just reach out to your parents? Um, with she the actually, she has a Facebook and an Instagram. What? With, for Jules Noodles. All right, hold on. We got to spell that because that's. So Jules is spelled G-U-L-E-S. Nope. G-U-L-E-Z. L-E-Z. And well, Noodles. For the business. Is a Z on the end. Correct. Okay. Yes. And right. she made the logo. It's adorable. It's a good logo. I it's love a, the logo. It's a little ball python in a, with chopsticks and a noodle in a noodle cup. It's cute. So it's a ball python with onion eyes or uh, eyebrows. <laughs> it does. Jules, you may be the last kid we have on here. Aw, <laughs> thanks. The first and only. <laughs> this is point. I don't think anyone can top that. No, no, it's, no, it's got to have to be a kid that doesn't do ball pythons, I guess. Period. Uh, excuse me. What, what is going on? I don't know. People run around like know. crazy. Someone's I running. know. I, no running, guys. I'm worried, though, because if I'm running, then there's a serious issue. So I need to know if they're... Nope, they're all smiling. They're We're all good. laughing. <laughs> We're obviously not running. There's a sugar glider or a hamster or something. So, so fun. Uh, Too much excitement. <laughs> 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 all right, Jules, Taylor, thanks for joining us. We'll let you guys get back we'll to your table. We'll let you go table. back to wandering okay. around randomly through the building. Okay. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye.